What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream. And here we are, episode 96. And today's guest, you guys all know Brian Kennedy from BKXE. So I don't need to do much of an introduction on that end of it. But before we get started, let's go ahead and uh, throw out some of the, the normal beginning of the podcast stuff. First of all, I, I apologize to everybody. It's been a little sporadic. The summer has been busy. There's been a lot of things going on and um, it is what it is. But here we are and it looks like at least the next month, month and a half, solid bookings. So uh, it'll, it'll, it'll stay on target for the next for, for the next bit. And my, I'm, I'm assuming probably all the way through the winter at this point. Uh, summer just gets, you know, it's fun to do stuff and uh, it's hard to do a podcast when it's more fun to do other stuff. So here we are. Anyways, if you guys want to do me a favor and support the channel, hit the subscribe button. That does a great job and it's free. Free to you, free to me, free to everybody. If you enjoy the content as we're chatting, you get a good chuckle about something or you're like, man, this is good stuff. Hit the thumbs up button. It's not that hard. Also free. If you want something else that uh, like a little extra content, you can swing by Instagram or uh, Facebook. Give me a follow over there. For some reason, I cannot get a thousand followers on Facebook. So if you're one of the over 40 club that listens to this and is like, man, I'd like to see some more for free, go to Facebook and hook it up. That would be awesome. Um, outside of that, let's see here. There's this other thing called Patreon. For a buck a month, you can be part of the Patreon group and uh, help me out there. That would be great. You get access to coupons that I have. And um, if you want to do a little bit more, put some beer in the fridge, then that would be rad. You could do that. There's a $5 club. And then there's also another uh, tier that gives you a whole bunch of swag. I can't even mention it all. But it's, it's a bunch of stuff on there. If you really want to be an Uber fan and really support the hell out of the channel, that would be great too. Outside of that, I got something new going on. But first, I got to tell you a little story about it. So my great-grandfather was a, was a Sasquatch. And my grandfather then like lost a little bit of that hair. And he moved down to being like the, the monkey boy in the, in the carnival show. And eventually, you get to me. And I am an extremely hairy person so that I don't get poached while I'm out mountain biking. I have to do a little shaving here and there. And uh, because of my lineage, manscaped.com hit me up and they're like, hey, we got this body trimmer that you could try out and see if it works for you. And guess what? It does. And it's actually priced not too bad. And if you guys have been thinking about picking one up, you can go ahead over to manscaped.com and you can get 20% off and free shipping and also um, help support the channel that way. So right now they're um, they're extending that offer out for the next month. So I only have a month. You only have a month. Use the coupon. And um, I will say this. I was really like not sure whether or not they, they had this whole like no nick kind of thing going on where they're like oh you're not going to cut yourself with this thing and i really thought it was kind of bullshit to tell you the truth because i've been like shaving the old back and chest and whatever for years and uh always ends up happening and i honestly didn't didn't cut myself with this thing so there's something to it i will say if you're in a hurry and you're going out getting out of control like uh trying to do some kind of indie haircut and race it's probably going to happen but otherwise you take care of yourself you'll be all right so anyway, swing by manscaped.com, use code biker, B-1-K-E-R, get yourself 20% off and free shipping, help the channel. So with all of that being said, 
Let's go ahead and bring the uh, the man of the hour up here. What's up, Brian? I'm here. Thanks for man? having me. I'm doing oh. fantastic. Dude, there is so much that has been going on in your life. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but I think just a minute ago, I think that uh, we were talking about the fires going on here in, in California, and I thought that was that was pretty interesting. And um, I think that the first thing that kind of leads into what you're what you've been doing with your life lately. But um, first of all, thanks to all those firefighters that are out there. California is like out of control right now. I mean, if you look. If you're if you're from Northern California and you look at the map, just the Cold War fire, which is the one that's closest to us, for those of you that aren't from around here, that thing has burned like 150,000 acres. Where we have another one that's burned like close to 800,000 acres, and that Cold War fire, which is the smaller one, has claimed more structures already than than the bigger one. But going where we ride, like up in Tahoe. It's like miles and miles and miles of you driving at 60 miles an hour on the freeway that is burned, you know, where it's like, it is really hard to wrap your head around looking at it. You know what I'm saying, Brian? It's going to be crazy to go back there again for the first time. Sarah and I, when we were on our honeymoon, we drove back on Highway 50 and I've always wanted to do the hike where you're coming down 50 and it's really beautiful and there's the granite and there's that uh, Pyramid Creek. It's like a, yeah. a waterfall. You just see yeah, it yeah. like out of the corner of your eye. And when we came back from our honeymoon, it was perfect. There was nobody. It was like a Monday morning or Tuesday morning. So I'm like, let's go do this hike. I've, I've seen cars parked at this place all the time. So we pulled off the highway and did the hike and it was beautiful. And now looking at Google Maps, it's like that area has burned now. Yeah. Just because yeah. it's burned doesn't mean the whole thing's destroyed. It could be you know, okay kind of sort of, yeah. but it's going to be so interesting to see like how yeah. it's going to progress and i've had been checking all the stuff because up near everstoke and Gregle, that's uh the dixie fire is like north pretty far north quincy's like 30 minutes that whole area yeah. but now i keep checking the maps and it's starting to move south and it's like what the heck you can't yeah. win like it's just a matter of time with these fires yeah you guys had just uh bought that property so for those of you that somehow don't watch bkxe's channel and listen to this podcast him and another YouTuber purchased 90 acres of land up in that area and are what, what is what is exactly that you guys plan on doing up there oh man we got a lot of ideas we got a lot of ideas I would hope that and anything can change but we're gonna build some trails for sure but I really want to build like camping sites van sites cabins that kind of stuff so people can come up and ride all the trails that are there's amazing trails all surrounding that area the lost sierra there's like all the gray gold mills peak jameson creek on the other side there's downeyville up north there's mount huff but that got burned in the fire hopefully not completely destroyed so there's just a million things there's tons of rides it's only an hour from Truckee, so there's a ton of rides that are in that area it would be a great place to come to camp out to stay in a cabin or something but also kind of have our own little disneyland area where there's yeah. fun trails and features and different things that you know maybe are just fun for a day it's not like we're building the best bike park ever and yeah, it's yeah. going to be ridiculous and you're going to spend 800 dollars to come there and all that stuff it's it's more of a, a hangout spot a camp out spot and that's the plan, and it has been tons of work. It's been awesome. It's so rewarding. Every day we go out there, we just make a little bit of progress. Aaron is just amazing. He is the, the biggest animal, hardworking guy ever. He's a, a great partner. Um, that That's oh, – sorry, I got sidetracked. Started reading the comments. They were like, hey, <laughs> are, 
Robert's volume's not loud enough, so hopefully <laughs> I, I've straightened that out. If not, uh -huh. let me know and I'll, I'll fix it. Nah, that always is tough. So uh, um, it's always tough to, to know because this doesn't this application doesn't have a good way to show me what our levels are. Yeah, and you yeah, sound yeah. perfectly fine in my ears, yeah. but I can't hear myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, what I was going to say, though, is I hadn't been to your property until, um, I don't know, a few weeks after or whatever month or so after you guys kind of announced it. And um, I also had never been to Mills Peak. So I had been obviously to Downeyville and I had ridden Mount Huff, but both times, like when you drive there from where I live, it's, you know, it's like three hours, right? And similar to like going to Mills Peak, it's like three hours, right? Definitely. So um, I never really knew how close those three places were to each other. And I, I went up and I was actually camping kind of close to your, your property. And I was just like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Now I know why you guys bought where you did. Like, it is so rad. Like, we were staying right right by there, basically. And, like, one day we drove to Downeyville. One day we drove to Mills Peak. One day yeah. we drove to Huff. And it was, like, a super sweet weekend. Those are just and, banner rides right off yeah. the bat. And the lost, like the whole Sierra Buttes trail stewardship has like 90 miles of approved trails. They just yeah. have to fund and do versus, you know, a lot of places have plans for trails, but these are actually approved and environmental impact reports are all done. They just have to actually get in there and dig. So it's yeah. like this, this region, they want to connect all the different communities and hopefully the fires don't destroy that entire thing. But it's so it's the, it's already great, but it, the future is even brighter. Yeah, so I, I am I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how things play out on your on your property. And it's, yeah. for me, it's like uh, the videos that you're releasing right now are pretty close to about where it was when I was there. Yeah. So so I'm actually now like being able to like watch it like everybody else and be like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. It's like super exciting to uh, to to kind of see it all play out. Yeah, it's very bare bones. It's very uh, rustic. It's like there's only a certain level of person that really can take punishment that can hang out and camp out like the past couple days 95 degrees like yeah. both days it, it cools off at night so nice but it's like it just beats the hell out of you how dusty yeah. it is and all that stuff but we'll we'll fix that little by little yeah and it's uh it's not too um like it definitely does cool down up there at, at night so that's that's nice what um how's the smoke been it's bizarre. It's been fine. There's really? There's been days, like last night, it just blew in. Like the wind changed and it blew in. Aaron and I were up higher on the property. We're taking some trees down and knocking some limbs down. And then all of a sudden, it like moved in. You could feel it and taste it. And it's like, whoa. But most days that we've been out there, you look straight up and the sky is blue. It's just wow. the maybe the elevation is just weird enough and the wind pattern is just weird enough that – We've been fine, and uh, just even driving up every t almost every time we've driven up, it's like oh my god, s s smoke, 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 and then you make it to Sierra Valley and you get up a little bit higher, and it's been fine there. There, wow. there's been a couple days where it's like, Ugh, am I feeling this? Is this it? Yeah. Is it the smoke or not? But then you look around, it's like, hey, it's not that crazy. It's easy to get in your head about that. Stuff, yes, you know? yes. Like, like it's I, like we all think we have COVID. Anytime yeah. you like run out of breath when you, especially up there, it's at four thousand feet. We're getting more acclimated the more we're up there and right, stuff. Right. But like you climb up a hill and you're like, oh, oh, the the lungs, my lungs are going. I'm I must have COVID. Yeah, right. Totally. Oh man. 
Yeah, I know I've gotten that way. I, I was actually just riding in Auburn the other day and it was pretty smoky and not COVID, but it was like, I started getting in my head, just anxiety because of the, like, am I out of breath right now? Because I'm kicking my ass up this hill. Yeah. Or am I like, is that, am I not feeling right? Because there's too much smoke in there and I shouldn't actually be out here riding. You, you know what I'm saying? It's so nasty because you just think about, like, I, I remember this is like a secondhand story, but there was some like professional type racer, like mountain biker, and everybody was like sitting around a campfire. And he was like, there's no no amount of money you could pay me to go sit around a campfire. Cause you're just like, you're breathing in that smoke. When we like right. love it, it's so fun to like sit around the campfire, but it's like, oh wow, you're right. But then it, this is, do not take this as a, a, a gospel whatsoever. <laughs> but I remember like last summer or two summers ago when it was crazy, even here in Vallejo, like where you yeah. couldn't even see across the street and it was like just the wind changed just enough. And I was looking up, okay, how unhealthy is this? Okay, it's it's 300, it's max, it's the worst thing. And it was like eight hours is worth one cigarette. I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That's nothing. You could spend eight hours in the smoke and it would only hurt you as much as one cigarette. So don't take that. I, I would need to go back and look at the charts and stuff. It obviously seems way worse than that. But when I saw that, I was like, people smoke cigarettes constantly. Like this, right. uh, whatever. Um, now I'm in. Now yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, that's totally, totally wrong. That's it's just something I read when I was like, "What? Huh?" I know. Maybe it was that, a pack. Yeah, pack is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, whatever. I I know that. Um, I remember last year was really bad too, and I remember thinking, at the beginning, like when it would get to like red or maroon on the AQI level, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not going out there." And then, like a month into the fire season, I was like, "It could be like purple." And black and you I just have like, to get outside writing, you know? yeah and you remember that was the first time we saw people other than really old asian ladies wearing masks like in yeah, public right. you know like that was yeah. like such a weird thing when you would see young people wearing a mask and just random normal yeah. people wearing masks the asian ladies were obviously on the forefront of it because they were <laughs> protecting everyone else or like you know filtering their own stuff because they it was like it's more uh what do you call it? Respectful. Like we've all learned yeah. that it's like, hey, if I'm feeling sick, I'm going to put this mask on and help everybody else. Yeah. They were ahead of the game. Ahead of the game. That's funny. Yeah, the, downside, the other downside that uh, MTB NorCal actually just, just mentioned in the comments is uh, that it's like totally ruined the last part of summer. And um, normally during the fire season, it's uh, you can still kind of like you. I would normally get up in the morning, pull up the AQI map. And then look and say, oh, well, like Santa Rosa's cool. I can drive over there. Or, yeah, there's like, somewhere. Yeah, but lately it has been so bad in California. It's like, nope, it's bad everywhere. It's yeah, like and no sense they, to drive anywhere. <laughs> they actually closed the National Forest. So it's like, I saw that alert when it was like, ah, Tahoe National Forest. But then you look at the map, Tahoe National Forest is like all the way out to Grouse Ridge. It's Downeyville. It's like everything yeah. and then plumas national forest is closed and that's that's mills peak that's all this other stuff and it's like whoa and that's closed till uh september 6th i, I was gonna go for a ride and i rode up there and i was like oh there's sign no close 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 it's like ah and it wasn't it was like a day when it wasn't that smoky where it's like this is a perfect beautiful day yeah 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 i think um it's just it's been interesting you were saying earlier too i was gonna ask you um about seeing it after it burns I know all those fires went through Napa last year. Have you been up to Oat Hill Mine since that happened? No, I don't think I have been back up to Oat Hill Mine since that I, burn. I, rem I Yeah. 
I went up there at the beginning of this season. Um, well, I guess it would have been like during the winter because it is, yeah. you know, once it starts snowing in Tahoe, it's like, okay, start riding everything local. And it was insane to climb up there because basically that used to be probably my favorite view of all views mountain biking. Like, I mean, even compared to like being up in the, in the mountains, you know, it's just like, was really beautiful to look down Napa Valley and how green it was and all the mm -hmm. vineyards. And like you look, everything off the right hand side when you're climbing is all black. Like wow. it looked like because uh, my it just, only memory of that was that they bulldozed that first part because that yeah. used to be more of a trail and then they had yeah, to bulldoze yeah. it all to kind of get the fire to game. But I honestly can't even remember. I must it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I rode with Sarah, so it's only it's been less than a year if I did. Yeah. So I guess my perspective wasn't as ruined as yours. Yeah, it blew my mind. Maybe I was up there where it was like I mean it's still still fresh. Like yeah, like, you know it was just like everything was gone, and the last time I had been there was like, you know everything was green and like yeah, you know like in your old videos when you first were oh, doing yeah. that, like canopy over you on that whole yeah. climb, you know. So it's I interesting. Can't, the whole. I can't even, climate yeah. yeah the whole climate change thing the whole all the fires and the, oh it's going to be so interesting and the, the time scale is just always crazy like when we go to our property it's amazing because you could tell it's been logged out it's got a lot of big trees and stuff but who knows how old these trees are 20 years old 50 years old yeah. 150 years old and everything's grown you know there's young stuff growing up there's old stuff dying out and it's just a matter of that whole cycle we think we're bigger than it and we think that like oh no it has to stay the same it's like north america had like a mile sh high sheet of ice on it for most like fifty thousand years ago or something like that yeah, so yeah, yeah. things are always changing not that i it sucks climate change and all that stuff but this whole planet's gonna the sun's gonna explode in a couple billion years <laughs> like all of it is very ephemeral <laughs> yeah it definitely is it's um it changes, you know, it, I think it changes slowly and I, I don't know, it's like, uh, it, it's interesting to see the, the take from everybody, you know, and I, like we could all be right now saying it's like climate change or whatever. And like 20 years from now, somebody like learns about some new like bacteria that's been growing and that's like really what it all is. You know what I mean? Like we, there's so many things as humans that we think that we are all over it and we're like totally wrong. Yeah, no. and I, I definitely worship at the altar of technology, and I always feel like we hit these weird walls. We think, oh, my God, like oil, you know, oil, oh, and then we're going to move past it. We're just going to find ways. Yeah. If, if all of our energy is put into it and we can do so many amazing things and the way technology is moving forward, it's like I'm not too worried about it. I am hopeful that we'll all band together and attack it together kind of thing, which has never happened in the history of world over anything. So yeah. uh, it'd be cool if we did. Yeah, yeah, definitely would be would be interesting. So um, you're saying that, you know, at the forefront front of technology, uh, did you see that Tesla announced having a, a robot? They were going to build a robot. Yeah, it's it's really quite uh, amazing. Sub Optimus Prime, I think yeah, it, was, yeah. it was called. Yeah, well, that's right. He did have some kind of name that was like, yeah, uh, forget about that. Tesla's about just that. sneaking through where people still don't believe. And it's there's a it's a big enough cult. It's like you just have to think back. What what yeah. was it? 2003, 2004, we, we all had different cell phones that were all pieces of crap. There was the Nokia, there was the Blackberry, yeah. and there was a million Kyocera, there was a million of those, the, the Sidekick, and yeah, all of yeah. them were crappy, and the iPhone came out, changed the game. 
created a giant market share, took over, and we don't even remember, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the iPhone, we kind of think about it, and we kind of like, right. yeah, that was cool, the iPhone came out. It just destroyed this entire incumbents of all these people that had all these billions of dollars of market cap, and that is just going to keep happening and happening and happening. Tesla's so positioned to own so many markets. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And plus, you're up there working with Aaron, and anybody that knows Aaron... There's two things he likes to talk about, mountain biking and Tesla. And Elon Musk. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <Pick> one. <laughs> exactly. He's got the Tesla solar panels. He's got the Tesla Model 3. He's got the Cybertruck on order. Like, it's it's pretty, pretty amazing. And I believe it, too. It's just I haven't put my money where my mouth is, which is funny. There's still people on the sidelines where it's like, uh, if we can get a giant solar array at the property, then... I'll, I'll probably get a Tesla just because then you could charge it up there overnight and be free and clear. I'll probably need to charge along the way as well. You but, mentioned uh, that on the last cool. video. Is that is that the direction that you guys are headed? Yeah, for sure. Because it's just not – it's possible, but there's just all these like $20,000 items. Like, okay, uh-huh. let's get electricity to the, the property. It's probably $20,000 to pipe it over and string it up and – not even yeah. run a trench or anything like that or dig a well. And luckily we have a well on the property. So we're going to try to work it as much as we can, but that's like a $20,000 item too. So with 20,000 bucks worth of solar, you can do a lot, especially for our low footprint of what we want to do. And then eventually make it even bigger and bigger. Cause if you're going to have people coming up in five, 10 years, so many people are going to have electric cars. It'd be cool to have that infrastructure because there's yeah. a ton of sun up there. We can, we can definitely harness the so, sun. So you would build like a, Let's just call it like a shade structure. Yeah. And then have like, you would have some kind of like battery bank or like Yeah. That. So it's really neat. Like, uh, so I just did a video on Patreon. It'll come out next week about this little power pa- power bank thing that I got from this company called Blue Eddy. So when I first built the van, they had power bank type things where you could plug solar in. But now it's like two years later and they're way better. Everything's amazing now. So I, I'll have a video about that next week. But yeah, basically the, the idea is you get all these solar panels and that, gives you DC energy. So you kind of have to store that energy because we're off grid. If you want to do anything at night, you got to store it in batteries. But if you want to do stuff during the day, you could just like, if you have the right inverter and you have the right system, you could just plug it in during the day, the sun's out and turn a computer on, work at everything. But yes, the batteries are a huge component in making that system actually sustainable. So the batteries charge up during the day and can get drained down at night and the more batteries you have the more awesome your system is so batteries are super expensive solar panels aren't as expensive as you think and the convert the inverter stuff it's that part is expensive but the batteries if you really want a badass system it's the batteries that are going to be the very expensive part so you would get like the tesla battery or something like that maybe maybe but i think tesla wants it to be all in its own ecosystem so there's other wow. companies that kind of build their own there's a yeah, website yeah. called bigbattery.com where you can just buy some massive giant four thousand dollar batteries and like right. this will run your refrigerator and your oven and your skill saw for 10 hours and be yeah. good to go they were saying with that new ford the ford lightning that if you have your power go out that the batteries on the truck, if they were full, it would be, be enough to run your whole house for like three days. Exactly, because that it's th- those cars are massive, crazy big batteries. They're just massive batteries compared to anything else in like a residential or commercial application. So that is the, it's eventually there. Like we've all heard about it for so long, and we're all into it. But this is where it actually turns, and you're like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's see how it works. 
Yeah, I'm like right there on the cusp of that stuff. It's like my house needs a new roof probably oh, in the next wow. like five years. So I've been yeah. really like trying to like do some research to figure out like I'd love to get those like those uh, like it's like the actual shingles are, are like cells. Yeah, so it doesn't I, look like you have a bunch of like solar panels up there. Instead, there's it a, just looks like a roof. There's a house in Benicia that I pass when I visit my mom and dad, and they were working on it for a while. But it it's very cool. It looks awesome. It's just black. It's, and then yeah, you you wait another year. It's cheaper, except for if yeah. the federal stuff yeah. expires or whatever. But, but I could see that being awesome. like to wrap that back into the like forest fire thing. Like, think about like if every house in America had panels on its roof like every building that's out there had panels on its roof it has to happen eventually because right? it's just so decentralized there's not a giant grid that can go down it's just backwards thinking so far that it hasn't just like you could say in 1980 everyone's gonna have a cell phone someday you're like well, yeah yeah my grandpa has a car phone because he's a big right. businessman but yeah, what do yeah, i yeah. need a car phone for you're, you're freaking full of it but yeah. i fully imagine whenever i fly and i get the window seat which isn't often i like the aisle seat but uh and you look down at all those roofs that are just completely empty it's yeah. a total crazy thing and for, at least for california pg and e will eventually go bankrupt because they're starting all these fires and they all get right. traced back and it's like okay that's okay because we can all create our own little well that's what i was thinking residential like, power systems right if, if people all had that on their homes and their businesses like i'm pretty sure that aaron said like the amount of electricity that he generates compared to what he as, like consumes is like most of the time he's actually giving power back to the power station. Exactly. Power and there's so many factors here. So like if you have a highly efficient house that's been built right. like nicely in the past few years, it's like game on because all the the building science stuff now is ridiculous where they can make your house so energy efficient and so ridiculous right. that you turn on the air conditioner, it cools the house, it stays cool. But older homes and stuff like that, it's not as good. So I was actually talking to my brother about this whole topic. I was like, hey, you ever think about getting solar? And he's like, I've thought of it, but my electricity bill is like $14 a month. Like it's like oh, when, wow. when you don't use a ton of air conditioning, yeah. what else is there? Like your lights are all LED. Your computers don't run that much. It's gas because you're cooking. Like yeah. air conditioning is the entire or electric car. My brother has an electric car too. And he's, he's like, right. when you actually break it down, even my house here, it's like, I don't use that much at all. It's all like gas and heating and different stuff. I don't have air conditioning. But I still love the idea, and I still think it'd be awesome for that freedom of when rolling blackouts or brownouts happen, you're self-sufficient. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I mean, at, at some point then you would think that the, the people would be able to like generate their power in a way or prepare enough that then PG&E could be digging trenches, you know, the, the 150 miles that they need to like get all their wires out of the woods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. So they could still have a plant, but they would have like the ability to like, not like, hey, if we cut this, these, you know, 50,000 people aren't going to have power for like six months until we dig this trench. Exactly. Or, you know, or whatever. But like, it's, I guess they could do it in conjunction. But It's so interesting because it's all old technology, but we all rely on it. Yeah. You know, you always hear the stories about Africa having like the best 3G coverage back in the day or LTE right. cell phone coverage because they didn't have any other infrastructure. Boom, they pop up the towers and then all of a sudden they have right, the best right. cell phone coverage because they didn't have the antiquated stuff they had to work with. So it's like almost the same thing. If there's an up and coming area, it's like, boom, we just have these mini 
battery packs for the neighborhood, you know, where everyone yeah. feeds in and everyone takes out and it'd be so cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. Wasn't like Tesla, wasn't he working on like wireless electricity too? Yeah, I mean, that was the original thing. Like that. Yeah, back in the 1800s or early 1900s, it was like DC power. It's so much safer than AC power and all this other stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Wireless. Maybe we don't even need wires anymore. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need wires. Exactly. <laughs> hey, the whole thing is plants do it. They do photosynthesis. So the more right. we can get, save our all, everything we're doing is just to like get stuff from the sun. The sun is doing it all already. So as many middlemen as we can get rid of. That's a great point, man. I actually never thought of that. You know, like at the end of the day, like there's plenty of things getting power from the sun. And it's everything, right? Yeah. Everything you can think of, it all goes back to a plant or an animal that yeah. like, you know, the animal ate the plant, the plant, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. you know, metals and stuff are just yeah. from the sun exploding or whatever and right. everything coming together. But it's crazy. I'll tell you what, man, I was just saying to somebody the other day at work, like I was standing outside and the sun was kind of beating on me. I was like, man, that's how hot. And I, I was thinking about it like, if you really think about how freaking hot the sun is, like how far away it can be, and it's like, oh, it's daylight now. And then it's like, like, like the earth tilts like this <laughs> tiny little tiny bit and we have and that's winter summer, and then <laughs> no. tiny bit the other way and it's fucking snowing it's, you know it's absolutely like, ridiculous that's space is the most mind-bending thing and the 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 one in a trillion 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 possibility that we're even having this conversation yeah, it, yeah. it's depressing but it's also exciting it's ridiculous yeah because it's like when even on the moon the moon is like because it has no atmosphere to like kind of buffer right. so it's like the sun hits the moon it's a thousand degrees celsius yeah. and then it goes into the darkness and it's a negative a thousand degrees. maybe those aren't the actual uh, yeah, numbers yeah, but you, it's super hot and super cold so right. mars is like so far away that it's like it's probably never going to be as good but you terraform yeah. it and do all this it's absolutely ridiculous put some humans over there for two hundred thousand years yeah We'll, we'll get that thing. Elon can put those those robots over there. You know, he can do I the. Think we just go over there and do locomotives and do as much pollution as we can. <laughs> Greenhouse we'll gas that bitch right up. And exactly. <laughs> Next thing you know, it'll be a paradise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bring it all back. The coal factories, the child labor. We right. got it. Just do it. So, and then meanwhile, it'll just be getting better over here. So, um, but kind of circ full circling here back again. So. Um, you were talking about the power in your van yeah and i uh, i definitely have i want to pick your brain a little bit about the mm -hmm. van because i have been like oh man i've been like so on the on the fence on buying one and like yeah i'll do this like thing where i like do research for like three hours <laughs> and like i go from like getting a rooftop tent for my truck to like buying a fifty thousand dollar van in yeah. those three hours yeah and then I like subscribe to 19 new like YouTube channels with you know this some other couple that's building another yes band. yes and, uh, and uh, I've been like are you happy with the size because you have the smallest one like I I do I think yeah it is the smallest length but man yeah. I'm happy I'm so happy like you it's you and your lady and then a dog too yeah so that it makes it a little bit hard you're a bigger guy too but for me me and Sarah the van it's just Oh, it's so perfect. It's so amazing. Is your head going side to side? Yes, it is. It's going okay. side to side, and I'll like when I'm sleeping alone, I can tilt a little bit because yeah. it's six. Technically, it's six foot. You know, 
side uh-huh. to side, but it's like, eh, I, I still don't feel like I can really go fully out. So I'll how either. Tall are you? I'm like 5'10. So oh, it's like I, I, I a curl a little bit or like yeah, go side yeah. to side. But man, like, it's great for the whole 50 state shred and like living out of it a lot and using it a lot but just the weekend trips it's so amazing just that's really where i'm at sarah and i load up we've got the bed so if we want to stop we try to load it up so we can actually like walk around inside of it that kind of changes when we do like a cross-country trip if we're moving her here moving her there but uh but it's great you just pull over at a rest stop you do this you you stay at a hotel who cares and then oh the next night you go camp and you go do this and the bikes are there all your gear is there your helmet your gloves it's all in its spot it's Uh just for a adventurous whether you're hiking camping or just going somewhere where we can pull out the little stove and the chairs and make dinner on the side of the road because we found a cool spot to park there's so many memories from that dang van being able to change after a ride you close the van you get naked you wipe yourself down like just a million little benefits that are awesome it's if it's you just had to use that as your daily driver would it matter to you no because i do now i sold my blue car oh, so you did? yeah oh, the, well, the blue the blue question. bullet is gone i use shift.com and it was pretty good but oh, i have right. sarah's car here because she's off in uh boston right now without yeah. a car so i still have that but the van it's fits in good uh spaces it's not too long i oh, i feel very comfortable it drives like a car it's not like this like oh god i gotta drive the van i gotta oh yeah. look look it's it's super comfortable it's the best of all the worlds because the samplers van it's i think it might be the medium because that long one is ridiculously long but like yeah, even like the medium days. it's still long you're still hanging out if you get in a weird spot or it's it's i really am happy with that size right on yeah, I was, I was really curious about that. And then you were saying about, I don't remember if it was before we were online or not, like that you were in Florida. Because we were joking around about, I think it was before we were online. And you were saying about, we were talking about how humid it is. Yes. And I'm one of those people that like, I can't sleep in the warm. Like I cannot. So like, you don't have an AC unit in there, do you? Correct. So what you do is you turn on the ac in the van like you just turn on the car and you run the Uh ac and you just like let it rip and there were definitely a couple nights where it was pretty pretty tough for sure Uh but you can always spend two thousand more bucks and get a heater get a cooler get a thing get a this get a that Uh the one thing that i I talked about in one of my videos eric from bcpov he has two uh, fans drilled into the roof of his van I only have one. one one Exactly. So it's like almost useless to just have one because you have to crack the door. You kind of have to let the elements in. And then you're like, oh, God, is a bug going to fly in here because I've got it cracked or whatever. But it works pretty good. But the number one mistake, I would definitely do two because then you can actually get that real airflow. Because if it's decent enough cold outside, it should be okay right. but there's some places where it's just like you just got to get a hotel it's ridiculous it's like i'm over it this is not happening oh so um another thing that i always am questioning is um is the bathroom situation do you have like a bucket or a because you don't have actual bathroom built into your no so i got like a little posting toilet or no nothing for poops and i've been pretty good i didn't i can't think of a time where there was like full-on emergency and i've yeah, yeah. in the past i've always been like a full-on emergency kind of guy and like yeah most of my freaking from puberty like 15 yeah. years after i like 
at least once a week there'd be some situation where I like almost would you know not make it. But yeah. <laughs> in recent recent history, I've been really really good. So it doesn't worry me as much. There's always rest stops. You kind of get into a routine where it's like, okay, I'm at the Walmart in the morning. You go, you hop in, and then uh-huh. you get the you get the little uh, urinal type thing, a big yeah, yeah. thermo flask or something to go pee, and it works out. It it's it's. It can be tough sometimes. We're in a cup. We always get in a couple little weird situations, but it's not a big a deal. Like the shower and the toilet are what really hold people back, I think. And then yeah. that goes from a fifty thousand dollar van to a hundred thousand dollar van because yeah, it's bigger, yeah. and then it has this, and then it's so the fancy. Like unless you're building it yourself, maybe it'll be cheaper. But that's where everything starts to just explode with the expensiveness. Yeah, I don't know what I'm more excited about. I don't know if I'm more excited about. Um, driving the van and using it as I am actually building it out. Oh, like, it's to me, so like, cool. Yeah, like I, I want to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that like I'm a person that like thrives on something new. You yeah. know, like like just it seems like you're pretty similar. Like when you start something new, you're like you're all in. You're hyped. You yeah, know? you and, we always want something that like you make progress on you get feedback yeah. and you do it and then you get into those projects and you screw it up and you're like oh this this was totally yeah. screwy but when you actually make progress and it's great it's the best and it's, it's just i don't know it's like a really motivating thing to like like uh like you get up in the morning and whatever else if you have to do something else other than that like that's what you're excited about, yes you know? yes and i feel like that um, we all need a mission we all yeah. need that something that's like keeps us going and keeps us moving forward and it's awesome i even said to the lady i was like honestly i think i could build this van and even if we had it for like a couple of months we would know right away like whether yeah. we're, how we're using it and even if at that point i sold it i guarantee you i would make whatever i paid yeah you, you know what i mean because it's just the, so hot right now for sure yeah and the markup to have somebody else do it is a lot it is so like i would break even for sure yeah. As long as I didn't do like the worst job ever, which I have a, a, a fair amount of, of confidence in myself, like that way that I have enough skill set to like, yeah. not make it look like like it just rolled out of the junkyard or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So. I, I fantasize sometimes about like gutting the van and starting over from scratch because, yeah. you know, I could just start with a, a, another one and build because there are things that are like, oh, this could be better. I don't use this as much. I could do this. But I think it would be a huge time suck. It's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more that goes into it. And I love that. But like, oh, man, it's like put your winter on hold. And, hey, I can make videos during the winter of me doing that. And that would be great yeah. content. I get paid to do it versus like someone coming home from work and being like, oh, God, I got 15 more things to cut. Right. And I got to drill this and I have to redo that because the glue didn't set the right way. Right. What would you change about your van? Um, so the the garage thing is kind of perfect i think the big now that these new solar power systems and stuff are so all in one so compact it's like there's a whole section of in the back that could just be translated to one thing oh wow okay. you know the the bed being able to like move up and down there's like the sink area is kind of funky there's it's very little stuff like i it when yeah, you start, yeah. when I have to actually articulate what it is, it's like, yeah, everything's kind of fine how it is now. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying there. 
I just realized we're both wearing blue shirts for this. Yeah, I know. Day. I noticed that right away. Yeah. It looks like we coordinated our shirts today, but we did not. <laughs> yeah. That's that's too funny. Yeah, there's so much about it where I'm like, I'm like so close to pulling the trigger, but on the other hand, I haven't had a car payment in a while. Yes. So it's like, oh man, that's, that's so huge. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. I I feel like I almost went and looked at them today. Yeah. And I know if I like <laughs> get myself to the dealership, it's probably over. It's now. coming at the ad. It's like, all right, I'm driving it home. Like I tried, like that's kind of why I told myself not to go. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, I just want to see how white it is. Cause like, are I'm you looking, looking at, at Ram? Are you looking at what, what, what kind I'm, of ones I'm are you looking pretty at? pretty set on the Ford Transit. Yeah. I think that's a good drive. Yes. It's a good looking platform too. And yeah. it's like, it's definitely pretty primo. And it's basically the same engine that's in my pickup truck. I have the F one hundred and fifty with the twin turbo. Uh, yeah. So, like, I know. Are they actually in stock? Are they? Do they have them on the lot right now? I don't know. I mean, just I, I've just been. I actually haven't gone that far. Yeah. Fortunately. So, yeah. My assumption would be, I, I, yeah, you know, there is a shortage with cars, huh? Yeah. You just yeah. never know, because I mean, nowadays you go on Auto Trader or Cars dot com or whatever, and it's like. That's yeah. like why I went to Oregon to get mine because because it's the only one in the there's like two in the country that had that gray color and yeah. it's like I the white's fine but I really like that gray and it's like yeah it does it, look sharp I, I I dig it do you um do you do you ever think you'll put any kind of like branding on it you know I could do the personalized plates because I finally switched it from like a commercial you know like how you buy a truck or a van yeah. it's just automatically commercial vehicle and it's like okay. such a weird thing I don't know. Yeah, and you can't do personalized plates on a commercial vehicle. So I finally just like took the time to go to the DMV and say, "Hey, this is a recreational vehicle," and supposedly the registration's like a hundred bucks less per year because of that. Because oh, like cool. first a commercial, and it was funny too because I was like sitting in the line at the DMV and I was like kind of just waiting because they have to actually have someone come out with a, a clipboard and say. And uh, she was like you know this has to be converted to a recreational vehicle for you to do this. And I open the door and I'm like, you tell me, is it converted to a recreational vehicle? Because on the outside, she just thought it was just a, a van, like anything. And yeah. she was like, oh! And her happiness level, like like for a DMV employee, was like an 11 and it lasted about 10 seconds. <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to make conversation with her and all this stuff and she was like, oh wow, that's so cool. And then back down to just soulless, <laughs> hated, hating life, just yikes. Uh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty damn funny. So yeah, so don't be surprised if all of a sudden I start hitting you up on Yeah, I'm, I'm open. Shoot me a text if you have ideas. I think the solar panels on the top and uh, getting yeah. one of those all-in-one power banks nowadays is like a huge thing. And then somebody was even talking on my Patreon that he doesn't even have the solar panels on the top because you could just you can charge most of these up with a cigarette lighter while you're driving. So you just have to remember to like, or you could even route a cigarette lighter to the back and just plug it in. You just kind of re- have to remember to unplug it when you're parked or yeah, whatever. Kind of like RV upfit kit or something like that. That's really not too much extra on the transit where it has oh, like little plugs with and like stuff. dual alternators and oh, that's badass like right in the truck so yeah. some of that stuff i'm not like i'm selling I the van like, i'm starting over yeah right you you convinced me some of that stuff i feel like that's where i'll probably make my mistake is like i'll like either overbuy, like because <sighs> man it's so easy to get on that website and turn 
a vehicle that starts at like 40 oh, grand to like oh, always. 55. Like the you new Corvette. I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at the new Corvette. It's starting at 50 grand. It's like, right. no, the one I want is $110,000 apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. So I don't know. I, yeah. And then there's this other part of me that's like, all oh, this electric stuff, man. What, do you, what if you're doing this wrong? Yeah. What if you buy this vehicle and now you're in it for like five, seven years or something? And I don't know. I think, yeah, the electric, like electric vehicle, you mean? Like yeah. that wave. I think it's still, there's enough resistance where you'll be good. But yeah, if, yeah. if in 10 years, you might not be able to get it off your hands yeah. because it's like, what is this old thing? Is this a classic? Is this a 65 Mustang? I don't want this. My right. Ford Transit drives itself and it, it gets... Right. Like it runs on happy juice. Yeah, I think I just need to to jump in, and um, it's yeah, just man. One of those the research where, is endless because yeah. that's what yeah. Alexander. That's why I bought a Ford Trans or the, the 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 Ram because Alexander single track sampler. He had research and research and he had like spent years researching basically. Yeah. And he said, "I'm gonna get this, this, and this." I'm like, "Thank you for doing the research. I'm gonna yeah. get that too." <laughs> yeah. So. It's a good possibility that happens soon. Do it, do so, it. Yeah, yeah. I just am really excited. I think, like I said, I'm really excited about the idea of the build, and um, and then from there, I'm I'm pretty excited about you know obviously the adventure side of it, but not like obviously I'm not you know quitting my job anytime soon. Maybe if I got a van, I could. Maybe I'd have enough. All yeah, the sell the house. Just yeah, uh, just park it somewhere. Can, park it up at Everstoke. You guys can right, live up there. Tend right, to the there land. <laughs> so, uh, but, but like the weekend kind of adventure kind of stuff to be oh, able to like it's so primo. Hey, we want to go to Mendocino for the weekend. We don't have to worry about finding a three hundred fifty dollar a night hotel. We can just go and yep, and national camp. parks and all these yeah. different things where it's like, ooh, this works good. And and the adventure of like, hey, I've always yeah. wanted to see what this looks like. Go get yeah. it. Yeah, the lady's not 100% in, though. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she's not like she's not adventurous on spending money. So I feel like once if I did it, that once I did it, then she would like be along for the ride. But she doesn't want to be in for like making the like, yeah, go spend the money. Yeah. You know? And it's funny, too, because you buy the van, it's a payment, it's a down payment, and then you're like, Oh, it's three thousand bucks for the power station. Oh, it's four thousand bucks for like the the aluminum frame. Or you're like, yeah. I thought this, this, and this was gonna be this, and then it's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. And I know, like, really quickly, I um, I I don't have a good way of pumping the brakes with that stuff. <laughs> so, like, like I'll be like, oh yeah, I just put fifteen thousand dollars on the credit card. It'll work out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. Minimum payment through yeah, twenty fifty seven. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, um, so you got married recently. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. She's a great gal. So, um, how did you guys meet, exactly? We met on the 50 State Shred, on the Georgia episode. So, uh, Brian Chambers was a guy that I had, like, chatted with on Patreon back and forth he had invited me to different things and he had actually gone to spain on you know my, from my videos he went on one of the basque mtb tours and loved it and he actually met another guy named dan out on that trip and dan i had seen i hung out with on chasing Ep- chasing epic trips and but done different rides with him we did the west virginia ride together and uh so he was a buddy and then chambers was kind of like a a, a buddy 
through proxy and they uh brian chambers worked at chick-fil-a at the time sarah was working at chick-fil-a and a couple people at chick-fil-a rode mountain bikes so she started riding mountain bikes with brian chambers and dan and uh those three went to whistler she broke her uh collarbone or her clavicle on a teeter-totter a couple years ago like she they had done a couple cool different trips they actually had a trip booked to spain that got canceled because the the pandemic or actually revelstoke i think it was revelstoke actually so they're a good little group of traveling buddies and like meeting up and and doing stuff so and Brian was kind of the first person to email me about a Georgia, like, year, you know, for a couple years versus yeah. all of the people that, it, like, oh, I'm going to all 50 states. Like, I had a million people email me, but he was at the top of the list. Thank, right, right. thank heaven and earth that he was at the right. top of the list. So, uh, and, and Sarah was like, eh, maybe I'll come, maybe not. She never watched any of my videos. She didn't know who I right. was. They just know that, like, those guys would talk about my videos and, like, oh, yeah, right. that was so cool. So she ended up coming and we hit it off for sure. And it was just really neat that we had a connection right from the start. And like, you know, it's always like, ah, does she, uh, does she, is she actually interested? And when, when she like, we texted a little bit and she was like writing these big long texts. I was like, it's in, she's on. Let's see how, <laughs> let's, let's see what happens here. Cause yeah. man, it's been, I know it's been a while for you, but you, we, you went through the whole relationship online yeah, dating. Yeah. It's the battle of who can care less, isn't it? Right. It's like, yeah who can do the least who can not even show that they're interested at all uh, Ugh, a million friggin okay cupid dates and just garbage uh, dates yeah, that i've been on that like are, never yeah. click with anybody or anything and then finally somebody that's like wow she's amazing my lady and i met through online online dating as well and uh or we did and uh yeah well it's kind of online but at the time that that we like ended up meeting each other like both of us were kind of completely over online dating yeah you know and it was kind of like like no effort into the conversation like <laughs> hey you want to put a face in the name sure come on over you know like, exactly like, the sooner and, uh, you could actually just meet up instead of the pen yeah. pal thing it's so much better and then even that we, fizzles out we're always joking about the bad dates because there is a lot of good bad date stories from that and it's interesting like through that that um those platforms like how much connection that you think you can have with somebody talking to them and then in person like zero totally it's It's unbelievable it it is it's like yeah you could you could talk a good game you could thumb use your thumbs to do a good game and then in person like that's always like the thing when i get emails from people you you know hey brian come ride this and like you know if you're spelling or you're not doing a good job of selling it's like eh, i'm not building that picture in my mind but in real life that guy's probably really cool and there's a really great trail and then you get sucked in by a story and it's a great email and then you go there and you're like oh okay this uh isn't much yeah 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 i can only imagine (laughs) i definitely um i do i definitely can relate with you there (laughs) yeah before i get sidetracked because that's a good shiny ball i almost almost bit but uh (laughs) i was gonna I was going to ask you, um, when you're looking for somebody, you have like this, uh, this idea of who they are. Yeah. Did, did Sarah end up being that person or how different is she from that person that you thought was the lady that you would marry? Yeah, that's a man. What a good question. Now there's so many things that like, because like when I think of it now, it's ridiculous how many things, how many things of like my weaknesses or her strengths and just how well we fit together and just 
like I had talked about it on the channel plenty. Like I don't care if my partner mountain bikes or not. It does not matter. It's like, it's not my identity. Like it is my identity, but it's, it just doesn't matter. But she does. She's a great rider. It's really enjoyable to get to go on rides together and share those rides together. Some, sometimes film them, sometimes put them out. But, uh, so that was kind of a, a, a huge bonus, but there's just so many things about her, how smart she is, how much, great at conversation she's great emotional intelligence and just all these things of like i get annoyed so easily with everyone including all you know all the people i've ever dated and stuff and like she yeah. doesn't annoy me at all it's just like oh i'm living in heaven that's awesome man i am yeah. very very happy for you both and uh i have been watching the comment section through the the stream so far and there's just a lot of every congrats. Other person you know congrats yeah. to you and her both so you said she's back east right now? Yeah, so she's going to Harvard. She's getting a master's degree in nonprofit management. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, it's like a one year program, so it's uh, a little less expensive than all the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> get in and get out. Yeah. But uh, Still, so I mean that's a that's a that's a prestigious school to go oh, to. Oh, it's super exciting. So she stayed close to home for her undergrad and one of her dreams in life was to go to like a big school and uh she yeah. got into stanford she got into harvard i think those are the only two she applied to maybe berkeley as well and it was a there was you know pros and cons between uh -huh. stanford and uh harvard and she went for harvard and it was yeah. pretty it's pretty cool we moved She's her like, in I just got married i should go to the other side of the country. <laughs> exactly we need to we need to keep <laughs> need this uh <laughs> oh i'm not even wearing my ring i don't even know if i can see like the the I've got a little bit of the suntan right now. I took it off. <laughs> when I take a shower, I take it off. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty neat. She's got things going. She's got her friends all, already going, even though in-person cl in classes haven't started. Who knows if they'll actually start in-person classes. But yeah. it's all kinds of random fun uh, anecdotes. But one of the f interesting ones is that they require everyone to be vaccinated, kind of, sort of. Uh -huh. But they also require everyone to take a COVID test. COVID test once a week or so and uh you get the results back and i think that's the best way to do it i think that's how all of us should have been doing it from the stars if we just test like crazy we don't have to do anything else but uh, all the international students are like arriving now and getting the uh -huh. vaccine like that and like they aren't able to get the vaccine back at their home country like all, oh, of, them yeah, are, yeah. all of them are like eh, it doesn't really exist yeah we've heard of yeah. some people getting the vaccine or you wait in a line for two days for a vaccine yeah. but you show up in america you got your student visa and hit the cvs and you get it yeah i work for an international company and a lot of the guys like i was on a call the other day with somebody from brazil and he was saying like it's not everybody like they don't have enough of them down yeah down there to give the people what a interesting uh, globally connected world we are in so many ways but then like oh we've got this it's gold in the streets here and then on the other side it's like oh yeah we can't get yeah. it yeah so um, what was the what was the ceremony like? You guys uh, did something small? Did you have something big? Did you just go to the courthouse? Very small. Yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted was good pictures. I yeah. honestly like that's the only point of that for me. The only point of having the ceremony was to have a couple of good pictures when mom and dad were young and and looked good. So yeah. uh, that it just it was awesome. So we found like an elopement like. Blue Sky Elopements, I think it was called. And you go uh, online. Or, yeah, uh, it was like, a, I think it was a Bay Area-based uh, company because they do them in okay. San Francisco and Napa and da-da-da. And they had one in the Redwoods. And it's like, okay, wow. let's do this. And it's it's so funny, too, because, like, after the fact, you're like, we could have just done it. You don't need a permit when you have, like, 
five people showing up and uh, eh, but we'd still have to find the photographer but i have buddies that are photographers you know and yeah, then we yeah, would have to get know the, enough people the, to take pictures. the ordained person like i'm ordained i did my brother's wedding and you yeah. know all that stuff but the photos were the the part but it it worked out good still stressful which is the funniest thing right like it was like only my parents and her mom and her sister. Like that was it. Uh-huh. There was there was four guests, and it's still like, oh, we gotta get there at this time, and then, oh, we gotta go pick up this, and it's like, God, if they're weddings are just no fun for anyone. But it was yeah. it was good. I got the photos out. It was great. I I love it. Yeah. But like I can't imagine doing the fifty person, the hundred person weddings, and just yeah. being oh, forced damn. into it. The the payment of that the crazy of thing is the one that never makes any sense exactly and all your friends are just sitting with random people and they have to interact with your family and then oh you have yeah. to hear the weirdo from that side of the family give a speech yeah. and then your weirdo from your side of the family and you're like oh god he's had too much to drink oh no yeah, right. like just all of those dynamics like uh it's much better even in the COVID era, just to hang out and have fun and have a Super Bowl party and, and have just a, a 4th of July party. And just that's where the memories are made versus everybody getting in a tux, driving and being at this horrible thing. I hate Did it. Did you talk about, um, about you guys being engaged at all on the channel before you told everybody that you were married? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of Aaron like if I snuck it, it in. I was or... up at the property. He's like, oh, yeah, Brian's getting married. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know. But I don't always follow everybody's channel. Like, you know, there might have like, yeah, there might have been some random thing where like I think people really noticed that Sarah had a ring on a few times. Like uh-huh. you stop getting go frame by frame. Like, wait a second. She's <laughs> got a ring. Like that was like immediately there was a couple people, YouTube sleuths. That, How uh, do they catch that of, stuff? Right? Yeah, it's so funny. You have to <laughs> have to like a, a third sense or cent, sense. You're, yeah, like, sense. you're like, wait a minute. I thought Six my cents. video was entertaining. Why are you like zoning out watching your finger? Exactly. <laughs> no, I saw it. It, yeah, you know that big Costco diamond. It right? gl- glitters go. so nice in the sun. <laughs> so, would you guys? You said you guys did a honeymoon. Where'd you guys go? Yeah, we went to Tahoe. So we went to a, a comedy show in Reno, and that uh-huh. was like one of the height of smokiness from uh-huh. maybe the Tamarack Fire or yeah, something yeah. else like that. We saw Whitney Cummings, and she was really good, uh, really funny at the uh, the old Grand Sierra Resort or whatever. Oh my God, oh, cool. Reno is Reno's such a weird place the casinos and the vitalized or something i think it is i think it is we walked by some of the downtown stuff and it's like whoa there's people in the river and it's super healthy like there's tons of athletes there's tons of like it's a because it's reasonable right it's not the bay area it's like probably three hundred thousand or two hundred thousand for a brand new house kind of thing so it's like whoa and less taxes and all that but then oh the weirdos and the downtown and the drugs and the you know casinos are just weird but that's all casinos, so it's yeah, it's yeah, it's right. bizarro for sure. Then we went to Lake Tahoe and we did some stand up paddle boarding, which was really cool. The clear uh, water yeah. and all that stuff, and we it was super smoky, and, uh, but it was still good. We we just bought a couple of those inflatables, mm. and um, those things are pretty fun, man. I have kayaks that we've used for a long because we're like right by the river, you know. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if I'm going to use a kayak anymore. To t- to be honest, like. It's pretty cool. We went up to the Napa River and we, like, she had one and then I rented one and we uh-huh. went up and it's like, it's pretty neat. You start the downtown, you go up the river and then come back and it's yeah. scary, scary at first because you're like, oh my God, I can really just tip this thing over and fall in. Yeah. But uh, then my I bought standing one balance on Amazon. Is not that good. <laughs> Your so, core. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, dude, I do all kinds of exercises that I'm like standing on one foot or like, I don't know what that damn thing's called. It's like half a ball. 
Yeah. Plank. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yes. Like, Kate Courtney okay. has them in her videos where she's, like, yeah. throwing stuff back and forth. You no, know, where you're, like, standing on it. It's like a, yes, it yes. Looks like an old, like, what was that? Like a pogo ball thing? Yeah, or, like, a pop-it thing. Like, yeah. 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 So, like, I do all kinds of exercises like that, dude, but I stand on that freaking board, man, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. It's, like, new muscles. Definitely interesting. So Yeah. But I think the thing that's cool about it is, like, I can sit down and paddle it like a kayak or like my kayak sometimes like my lower back would really start to hurt, you know? Yeah, it's an awkward and with that, position. It's like my back starts to bother me. I can like just lay down and chill for a minute, you know? And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, They're I cool. It's, yeah, it's definitely pretty fun. It's more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I really like just bought it to like make the lady happy because she likes them. And I was like, well, I'll do it. And then I was like, okay this is fun yeah no i think that's a lot it's like a, a lot of stuff like that it's like kind of a weird yoga kind of chick kind of thing and it's like yeah no, this is cool yeah totally so um what else is new man man i got the land going that's taking up a lot of the time sarah moving getting married honeymoon not much else not much else happening so do you think that um like when's the snow like or gonna start hitting your your property because there's going to be a point where you guys aren't going to be able to build it's possible it's very possible it's only at four thousand feet or forty five hundred feet oh really yeah because it's kind it of in its own like i'm way higher than exactly that up there exactly and it's so it's like we were there like yeah we were yeah we were there in early april or late april and there wasn't a scent of snow or anything when we first saw the land when we first huh. like kind of i flew in from arkansas just to check it out and look and yeah. it's like it's very possible. I was at the store and somebody was like, when I first moved up here 10 years ago, we had four feet of snow. And since then we haven't had any snow like stick or any. So I, I think it's going to be cold as a mofo. I yeah. think the days are going to be short and like, it'll be like, Oh God, getting yeah. up in the morning will be brutal. Cause it already in the morning right now, it's like 45 degrees. And it's like, how can it go from 95 to 45 and then your right. hands just trying to get up? So I try to like hike up the hill just to get my blood flowing and all that stuff. So I think it'll be brutally cold in the winter, but doable if you can get used to it. And we might yeah. still just be chugging along. It's really the rain will probably be a part of it of like how weird because our place is so dusty and nasty. We don't know what's going to happen when yeah. stuff starts flowing, but we could just keep building through the winter and uh we saw bcpov do working in the snow and doing yeah, all that was. stuff it's like as california guys it's like Aah! but you got if you if where there's a will there's a way yeah it was definitely interesting watching him build in the conditions that he built in compared yeah. to like i mean i built all winter down here and it was oh yeah definitely just, not the same conditions you yeah know? like totally it is definitely way way different so and I've been surprised that, like, big kudos to Aaron and everybody that's been up there. You and, and Joe from Colorado Kid. And yeah. I Kyle. Think, uh, professional Kyle's, Kyle's been up. Professional yeah. Kyle. Like, dude, it is crazy hot to be <laughs> building right now. Like, I can't even imagine. It's funny because, like, yesterday at, in in the evening, I was like, I got to stop. Like, I'm, I'm, like, getting all weird and, like. I, yeah. I drank my whole thing of water and it's like, oh, I should have brought two. And like I mentioned in one of the videos, there was like a day where I never peed the entire day and I didn't even yeah, realize didn't it. It's like, yeah. what the hell is that pause? I'm like always drinking water, always like yeah. it's it's pretty brutal. But Aaron's like 
I feel bad every time I sit down, every time I'm like, I got to take a break. But he's like, he's in it. Like he's been up there. He's been working. Like he's in fighting shape. Basically. I'm still yeah. like, Oh, I'm here. I'm helping out, but I'm, I'm really editing videos. And I'm re- uh, like, yeah. so I'm a wuss still. And it's like, he is a machine. Yeah, he, he makes he, me feel bad. Every time I'm like, I got to sit down. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's definitely very, very driven right now. That's for yeah. So I was like, wasn't sure. I was hoping you were going to tell me it was going to snow up there. That way I could get him back down here <laughs> yeah. working on the stuff that we were working on. In the yeah. Winter, but sounds like I might not. Oh, it's possible. He, he'll he need something to do. He's got to stay in uh, stay in fighting shape. Yeah, yeah. So he tells me he tells me those stories. He said you guys are killing like just had such a good time. And he's like always says like Robert is an animal. Robert <laughs> like and I'm like, how could anyone be harder working than Aaron? Like it's like you you guys must have just been the perfect friggin' axe mates. We argued a lot because we <laughs> <laughs> we have different views on how trails should be. Yeah. And like I think we both saw the same vision, but like we could not agree on it while we were in the That's in the funny. And, it's uh, I, yeah he's a good guy like he's good with like yeah. i always you know we have disagreements kind of sort it's not arguments yeah. but it's like well, what yeah, about yeah. The, uh, i don't really know that he is a great guy to like have that kind of conversation with versus like yeah. if it was two of me it'd be yeah. like ah, 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 who can scream louder kind of thing so he's yeah, I mean, we weren't, like, awesome actually arguing yeah like, busting each other's chops but i think yes. the thing for me is that um aaron's a really good climber and like when we would be building something, especially this climbing trail that we built, yes, um, I'd be like, dude, I want this to be chill. Like, yeah. I want this to not be like that bad. And he'd be, like, oh, it's nothing worse than what it's it was just... to get up here. And I'm like, so the one section that he cut in that day is the hardest part of the climb, and it's like exactly everything I didn't want it to be. We but all have like, our strengths and weaknesses. It's like, nope, no climbing trails. Like you right. do the downhills. Like yeah. it's like you got to be going way out and come way back, come way yeah, out. So when he was doing that switchback at your property, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, it's a little tough getting over this one." I'm like, "Oh, it's fucked up. It's really fucked <laughs> it's, up." <laughs> if he's yeah, if he says that, then it's like, yeah. what? I was like, I'm reading between the lines here. Yeah, man. <laughs> if we I've taken the Rokon, we both took the Rokon like up those and like tried to like get the motorcycle around and like it's wow. like it's so scary and if it's like it shouldn't be that scary on a uh, on the motorcycle so then that's probably a good like uh delineator to to say that you know hey we need to make this wider or less deep or definitely it's a good little like thing and just bringing the bike up and seeing yeah. how it feels but yeah it's it to have that little tool out there and like yeah. scoot around on it it's something else to um i mean i think like you, I mean, you. I, I was similar that I've done like trail work in the past, but to actually like go just build a trail. Yes, do it from it's, scratch. It's definitely different when you're actually doing that, you know, and you're not like following somebody's lead. You're like, you're like, oh, well, this would be cool, and and you find out like it doesn't ride the way that you thought it would. Totally. And then after you've done that a few times, then you actually start to get like the mental like, map. Yeah, like in my mind, like when we first started doing that trail that we were doing last year, we were putting all this like back and forth motion in. Yeah. And then once we got to like riding it, it was like, oh, no, it needs to be way straighter than that. Yeah. And like if you're making curves, what seems like a, a fast curve on your bike is actually a pretty big curve. Yeah. You know what I mean for you to like. 
it, like yeah, it can be like, herky jerky, and you're fighting yeah. it. Versus, it's got to be like a yeah, so exaggerated and all. Yeah, that's yeah. all stuff that Aaron. At least he's got so many hours at the bike park and building stuff that I'm gonna learn from him. Of like, okay, what yeah. about this? What about that? Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some sections that he set up there on your property though that's like super steep. Like there's like a like a like two big hills that he, he was like, I don't even think we can go down. Yeah, it's crazy. There's like these gulches. Basically, everything's yeah, kind of almost like a finger kind of, but it's neat because, oh man, at top of the ridge, we have like five ridges basically uh-huh. that you could shoot a trail down and it's like, whoa, this is so cool. But there's certain places where you're going to get totally lost or like, or there's no way back out unless we build a climbing trail that goes back up. So it's yeah. kind of weird. It's like, we have 90 acres, but it's like, ugh, there's kind of a big spot in the middle that's kind of a no man's land. But we'll eventually get to it and, and yeah. carve a trail back out. It just, it'll just take a feat of engineering, and it'll be awesome. It's better to go hit the like low hanging fruit first. Exactly. When we, it's Aaron and I talk about it all the time. The trails that he's built, like if you look at the whole map, if the map is like this big, it's like we've yeah. done this like little thing down here. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, the trail that we were working on last winter was like. A little over a mile yeah. and you know there'd be a day where there'd be maybe six of us out there just working for like eight hours and then you go home and you lay your like <laughs> gpx file on the map yeah and you, like you moved like like this much and you're like crazy but when you're out there walking you're like oh man we did so much today look at all this and then definitely like, go look at the map and it's like wah, wah, wah. yeah that's a blessing and a curse i think because I, that's a question i got from a lot of people is like there's only 91 acres so how can you even it's like it's okay it doesn't i've seen it in bentonville it doesn't have to be five miles long it doesn't have to be 50 miles long to be an amazing there's no there's no correlation between the length of the trail and the fun like there there is with sometimes with the steepness and stuff but even that bentonville proved that like you can basically have a flat plane florida as well you could have a flat thing and if you build wood features and move around and have the dirt you can have so much fun. So really yeah. the focus is always going to be on fun. And even if it's only a, a quarter mile of a trail, it can be ridiculously fun. Yeah. I mean, you take Rockville, for example. I mean, I think yes. that whole park is a square mile. Right. And yeah. And realistically though, like lots of those fun sections are like you said, not even a, a blink of an eye. Yeah. They're like a hundred yards or 50 yards or, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. If you stack those all up, a bunch of them next to each other then you're gonna have a good time mm-hmm. you know? like, exactly so, so what is like the the like do you have a plan for when you think you're gonna like be able to turn some kind of profit or like- that's the toughest thing so really we want to get some kind of prototype running like a big deck right because uh-huh. if we get a big deck and we get a parking spot it's like hey okay now we can invite some people out and say hey okay camp out here see how it is yeah. and then then we're like okay i'll open up i'm sure i'll open up to my patreon people first to be like okay it's like band people could be like hey there's like yes, five band spots or something exactly like a nice fan spot there's all those configurations of like okay how many spots and how many people and how much garbage and how much turnover oh, yeah. there's oh, just yeah. it's a lot to think about and like there's not going to be any chance of having a fire campfire but uh the more we walk the property and the more we see these little spots where we could build a giant deck and a parking spot, it's so cool. And, uh-huh. you know, when you so think about camping, you're thinking that somebody would like just hang like, out on it or like they put their, put, tent, actually put on their it, tent, put their tent on it. Or we build like nice clamping tents, like heavy uh-huh. duty canvas, 
bigger yeah, ones, yeah. put a bed in there and like have uh-huh. some amenities, have some solar, have some power, but it's still uh-huh. glamping. So it's still like right, rust, right. rustic and kind of yeah. the, totally the trend right now, yeah, but it yeah. makes, it makes total sense because it's like, it's fun and it's cool and it's different. But uh, when I think about camping right now, if you go to Yosemite, if you go to any of these campgrounds, it's like usually 45 bucks a night. Is that kind of the going rate for a campground? And yeah. like, And you're on top of each other. You're just always on top of each other. But Uh the stuff that we're going to build, I think we could build 10 campsites that are like, you have your privacy. You've got all the animals out there with you. (laughs) You've got the stars where it's like, I think we could charge a better premium and you're with your people. If you want to hang out at the shred quarters and, you know, have a beer and and hang out and have the community, you're there. Or if you want to go off and be alone and be in your campsite. So I think when we get this, beta tested and up and running Ah, i just think it's gonna be so cool like people are gonna be like wow this is it and it's it's gonna be different yes you could go pay five dollars and park on the side of the road for a campsite but if we charge a little bit of a premium we could actually make it profitable like you're saying actually pay the mortgage and actually make it something that makes money would be so cool Uh uh-huh so um the shred quarters you're saying like are you you guys have some kind of like plans for uh, structure there oh or? man definitely that would be the coolest thing eventually because right now it's like it's aaron's uh, trailer and just right. that's the base camp basically as we call right. it the shred quarters but it would be awesome to get like you know the dream is like a, a studio like a bike shop in the bottom that's not uh-huh. a bike shop that sells stuff or maybe it does but a, a mechanic can be in there working on stuff or stations yeah. so anyone can work on their bikes and then podcasts video studio on top of that you know double decker thing you know that's like the dream and then like a couple bedrooms in the back where we could stay when we're there so eventually i think there will be an actual shred quarters building but we're still digging in the dirt right now yeah do you think that you would like uh i mean obviously i'm just asking you to brainstorm at this point but do you think you would like actually build something or you think you would go down the route of like getting some like prefab kind of things like like what joe did in his backyard where then you can kind of dodge some of the extra costs so to speak yeah so there i think there's there's pros and cons for sure Uh joe's joe's thing was not cheap and so it's like you get it done but just like my van i wanted to get it done so i went to wayfair vans and they built it out in a day and i was on the road so it's like my cousin is a, a carpenter and between Aaron and I, I think we could build quite a lot of things because we have the time. We can make videos about it. It'll be fun. So there's a huge, like, not risk reward, but like how much time you're going to put in versus how much it's going to cost if you just get somebody to to come and do it. So it's uh, like a lot of stuff in California. Like they have all kinds of like like you can't just like in some states you can go out and just build whatever the fuck you want in your property. Yeah, like, yeah. there like, are certain like, places where there are literally no building codes. Yeah, like in Georgia, I think it's like that. Like if it's your property, like if I wanted to go out and build a barn out yeah. in my backyard, like they're like, hey, if it falls on your head, that's your problem, dude. You know, totally. Like, but um, I think you know, obviously, there's lots of reasons why it's different here. But um, yeah. I just didn't know like you have to be like a general contractor and then you have to have this. Yeah, like, so there is you can build you can pull a permit that's like an owner builder and we have a good base of resources of all the people that emailed me when we first started. Yeah. So there will be people that we can help and lean on for certain things. Yeah, Cause yeah. there's certain stuff that's like 
you need electrical inspected where it's like electrical it's not as crazy you just do the math all these things you can if you just put the time in and research yeah. and, and learn watch a bunch of youtube videos you can do it but like drywall and there's certain people that are just yeah. such experts at that stuff you let the experts yeah. do it but yeah, uh totally. it's all possible the nerdy thing that i can get into a little bit is like the zoning so our you know we've got 91 acres but it's zoned at the front R10, which means you could build one structure per 10 acres. And then at the back, oh. it's R20, which is two one structure per 20 acres. But oh. the funny thing is, it's like, okay, so at the front, we've got basically 22 acres. So you could build two structures. But really, that's three structures each because the code allows you to build a main house, a secondary house, and a guest house. So it's like with, within the code, there's so many different weird little oh, things wow. of interpretations of like, do we have to subdivide the parcel to be able to build multiple dwellings on our thing? Or is it, hey, it's R10. So that just means we've got, we can build multiple dwellings and build a compound. So there's so much of that stuff that is like still to be waded through. And uh, it's fascinating. It's awesome. And the, the sooner we get a structure built, that's like a house type thing, uh-huh. the better for like if we had to sell it tomorrow it's like up oh, 91 acres and a house and it's it makes it way more liquid of an asset yeah, that's like the you guys can get if, out if anything yeah. happened god forbid like boom and we can do short-term rentals airbnb and, and yeah. work it for sure but like there's another way you could zone it as a campground or zone it as a resort and then it's like it's game over at that point it's a business now it's 91 acres this is a business who, somebody who wants to buy it has to buy a business and that's a whole yeah. different different thing so uh, okay. so many things to think about of like i really like the idea of keeping it residential because we can build a bunch of houses those houses would be awesome and then that do that as short-term rentals and but there's a million ways for sure to do it huh. what um what made you reach out to aaron you know i've had this idea of like obsessing about like oh man build a buy a property build stuff on it make videos this guy cletus mcfarland he bought a racetrack an old dilapidated racetrack and he's been making all these fun videos he's kind of a car channel and i, I i've just had this idea and i've told people along the way this idea and like oh what if you did this and no one really bit it was a lot of like throwing it out and yeah oh but, oh, but what about this or like no enthusiasm no imagination and yeah. i sent it to aaron because we'd gone back and forth he loves trail building there's all these things and uh, i texted him when i was in arkansas i was like hey check this out i've got this like idea about building a place on a big thing at acreage and doing short-term rental airbnb type thing and he was like oh my god like he was just leaving his company starting yeah. a new thing and like he was as enthused about it, if not more, than I was. And, like, I've had a million harebrained ideas. I, I freaking quit, quit my job to do YouTube. Like, that right. is the most harebrained of all schemes. And I get so little enthusiasm from people in my, in my life about any of my ideas that, like, when someone's actually, like, gives me feedback, it's like, all right, buddy, I'm with you till the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just really worked out well because, I mean, I know um, – he didn't really mention it to me and the, the other guys. Like we were all building. You guys must have been talking about that. So yeah, I'll because nothing, what, nothing was keeping his mouth. Yeah, shut. and nothing's like, a final thing. That's the thing. Yeah. I've had a million things throughout the history of this channel that were like, yeah. oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna until yeah. you actually friggin' have the keys. It's yeah. there's no chance of anything. So it's like I've yeah. blabbed about all my hopes and dreams and yeah. like learned that lesson a thousand times. So it's like 
people yeah, find out he, what they need to find out. When he finally, I think it was actually, I didn't actually know about it until Til the video. Joe, like, texted me and was like, dude, did you see Brian's uh, yeah. Patreon? And I was like, oh, I'm not on his Patreon. He's like, yeah. oh, dude, you got to see, like, you follow this property. And I was like, what? Went to Patreon, signed back up. <laughs> like, I got to see this. And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, like, like, we were hanging out and writing and, like, building some other stuff and like and he never mentioned it at all i was really surprised how well he didn't like <laughs> he cheated I on you it, you know like yeah but I mean, just like with your friends you were like you like he did a good job keeping his mouth shut so, yeah like, that, that was uh i've been down that road so many times yeah. and then it's like hey whatever happened to that uh yeah i wish i would have never told anybody <laughs> yeah. yeah that's me i'm so good at telling everybody everything <laughs> like, well now there we go so um shoot you said something while we were talking about that that i wanted to 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 switch gears on and i can't remember what it was now but um so i i see that uh that gravel bike hanging there in the background how are you digging that thing that's That's awesome yeah i got rid of my road bike because it's just great to have the haka to have go on gravel go on pavement because a lot of the rides out here there's awesome road riding but it's always there's little bits where you can incorporate the gravel and the single track and it's awesome i think I'll probably use it a little bit more this winter for, uh-huh. you know, when the trails get closed and stuff. But I like yeah, having I have one a, bike. Uh, a gravel bike that I just switched to, like, slick tires for the road, and I have the, the knobbies. But I've been con- contemplating get, buying a new one in that Haka and, the obviously, the Santa Cruz Sigmata. Because yeah. I'm a Santa Cruz fan. Yeah. But uh, I, I just was curious, like, how, how you felt about that. You've been with Ibis now for a while, huh? A couple years, I think, because... I, it'll almost be if i yeah maybe two three because i've been on the ibis bikes before yeah. there was any deal it was just like oh yeah here take a bike kind of thing and now uh-huh. like there's they actually pay me it's a real sponsorship thing which is so amazing to uh-huh. show off their bikes and and ride and stuff so yeah i don't know it i don't have a, a specific date for sure but it's neat yeah. it's really cool to be in and like they get what I'm doing. Like Scott, the the founder, like texts me. He's like, "Oh wow, that's pretty cool." Like just had watched one of my videos and had a comment kind of thing, and uh-huh. it's neat. Th- those guys um um seem to pick up a lot of YouTubers all at once. Was it like a new like marketing yeah? Guy or I I never asked them exactly, but they just really I think they see the value in the space. So it's like nobody else uh-huh. sees the value in the space, so we can own the space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How do you um? like you were just joking around about saying stuff at one point and then later kind of like eating your words like how do you feel that your relationship with them is compared to like your like pseudo character joey track guy that you would make fun of (laughs) back when you started your channel yeah yeah no it's awesome i think it's great because everyone has those high like i'm never gonna sell out i'm never gonna do anything Uh and that is possible if you actually build an awesome patreon community and i have an amazing patreon community but it's it's just not enough you have to be able to piece things together to be able to do this to be able to have the van to be able to live here to be able to do all that so the patreon community is absolutely ridiculous like i'm always in awe when i look at my 1700 patrons and then you look at any other patreon on the planet almost some of them are ridiculous but it's like i've carved out a really special thing but there's always other things and to be able to ride a bike exclusively and have them pay for me it's it's just awesome and yeah it's like i don't feel like i have to go overboard with like hey here's this and the new suspension and the new this and the new that 
I would assume that the the relationship that you thought that came with that when you were making the the jokes about being Joey Trek is probably not the same relationship that you're in. Exactly. And, like they've even said, like, yeah, we don't have an e-bike. If you're gonna ride an e-bike in a video, it's okay. Like you can do uh-huh. do whatever you want, kind of thing. Like it's it's all good. But I feel bad. It's like, man, I think. I, the e-bike opens up so many possibilities. So eventually, hopefully one day when they get an e-bike, it's like, I want to save all those videos because it's like, Oh, Downeyville, yeah, you go yeah. climb and you go over here and then you go over the back. And yeah. so they're definitely really cool. There's no dictation. There's no like, Hey, well, I didn't see this in that video. So they've been yeah. really chill. And, uh, I, I feel like when I see people on the trail and they're riding an Ibis or like, yeah, man, I, I saw it in your videos. I love it. That's awesome, man. Do you, um, do you, Lost it. <laughs> that one was like right there on the tip of my tongue. Gone right there, dude. See you later, buddy. Um, what 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 do you in, like uh, enjoy about it? Because I think you're on the what, which mountain bike are you on? The, Ritmo. The Ritmo. I, yeah. I love it because it's like I'd rather be have the biggest bike possible so I can go to my favorite type of trails, Canada style, Whistler style trails, Quebec style, big rocks and. Uh-huh tough tech and just be ready for that and instead of thinking about oh maybe i should have brought the smaller bike oh maybe this just one bike it's good enough if i'm not riding trails that aren't taking advantage of the big bike then i'm not riding the right trails uh-huh do you um do, do you think that um you would have space for like a short travel bike or like is it just because like you're traveling that you're like, hey, I can only have. Like, yeah, I think I, I could. I think there's always room. There's always room for more bikes. But yeah. it's like if if I'm taking the time to go for a ride, it should be Ritmo Ritmo style ride. It should be hard. Uh-huh. It should be tough. It should be techie. It should be taking advantage because that's what I love. Uh huh. Do you um do you, do you are you like I, I would assume you're in, you're totally in love with the 29er now then huh? Yeah. So, I mean, when you started your channel. You were on a 27.5. Yeah, the Bronson. Yeah, because it was the bike of the moment, and it seemed pretty good. But I dig the 29. It's It's been great. I can't remember if I've ridden a 27.5 in the past recent memory to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. wow, this is different. But now I have enough miles on the 29 that I bet I would actually feel it. Yeah, I moved to – I had a 29er with my Chameleon, and then I did 27.5 plus on it for a while. Uh-huh. And then now I have a, a tall boy that is 29er. And although I love it and it is a lot of fun, I am not like sold out of the 27.5 yet. Uh-huh. Like I definitely still prefer my Bronson on the, the chunkier stuff, uh-huh. like the more technical stuff. So there's just some small things to me and maybe, it's, yeah. you know, maybe it's not the right bike. Maybe it, I don't know. Like I, I haven't, I haven't drank the Kool-Aid yet. Yeah. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Something yeah, for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, anything in the bike industry that you're looking forward to? Like, man, I'd love a surprise. I'd love to see something coming because right now it it feels like a little bit of a lull, and I think there's been so much uh, like backlog with the manufacturing, and you hear all these stories of like bike shops having to go on eBay to buy stuff to be able to build up a full bike, and it's just crazy because Ibis like it's already like they sell out of every bike immediately anyways. And then it's like even harder to get a bike. It's like, man, it's a crazy business to be in where everybody wants what you have. And it's like, you can't get it to them. Like, Oh yeah. 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 That is kind of crazy. The way, way things are going that way right now with the stock of everything. And like I was talking to, um, 
somebody that owns a, a bike related business and they were saying, you know, it doesn't even really make a lot of sense to be like giving product to like influencers yeah. for marketing right now no. because it's like definitely I can sell everything that I can make and yeah. then some right now. So Yeah, I was having the same conversation recently where it's like yeah, there's no way. Like, if you can't, yeah, if you don't have enough to even sell, then how could you even service this or that? So, yeah, yeah it's just impossible. Yeah, it's it's, inter- it's interesting to see how it how it plays out. Like, I'm curious to see what, like, how things swing whenever that that like those products start coming back and the, like the demand maybe starts to diminish some. And I mean, I. They're assuming that, you know, not everybody that bought a bike during COVID is going to stay a biker. Yeah. There's a, I was, I'm talking with uh, different people about that whole topic and so interesting because like if you look like the Google trends, you know, if you search for mountain biking and like how it went and exploded and now it's like right back down, maybe a little bit of a bump where it's like, that's a good indicator of like long-term demand and hopefully we got people exposed, but this was not like a Tony Hawk skateboarding moment where everybody's into it now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's understandable, right? Because it's like it takes a lot of time, and and as people have to go back to work or their work schedules change back to going to the office, it's not as easy, you know. It's not like like road biking, for example, like where you can just like hop walk out in, hop off, or running or something, you know. Yep, totally. So, I mean, it's understandable in that aspect, but I was re- I'm really curious, like. I mean, some of these factories have like changed, like built new factories and like hired twice as many people. And it's like, as a company, like running a business and like, you have to be ready. You have to be nimble. Yeah. How that, how that's going to like, well, that's why the Tesla AI robot, man, like it's, that is going to be like so many things are going to happen within the next 10 years of like, we can bring all the manufacturing back to the United States. Everybody could have manufacturing. Everybody could build stuff. Like all these things are going to just being total upheaval where it's like yeah. yeah we don't we can throw 20 more robots at it they can work 24 7 oh the demand is lower we go s- use the robot over here rent it out to this other guy it's uh amazing I read this thing that they thought like when like around the time that like ford was coming up with like production line and they were thinking of robots doing different jobs and things that they really thought that um the 40 hour work week would yes. go away yes like we would end up working less and less and um somehow that hasn't happened it's so crazy it's, like, it, it's interesting to think about like what will happen if like if we can automate all like the physical jobs yeah like will we actually get ourselves to a place where like humanity only works three days a week yeah or and then we just, like, we just still need meeting we still need meaning we still need to work on something right. we're still right. there's still going to be guys like aaron getting up at 6 a.m while brian's asleep in the van till 8 <laughs> 8 a.m like just getting up because that's what fuels you so whether it's working on art stand-up comedy drawing painting digging trails whatever actually fulfills you is going to be your your passion and i think we'll get there i think i totally am a like I said, I'm a true believer with all the uh, the technology stuff and how it's all moving forward. And uh, I just learned about DAOs today, decentralized autonomous organizations, which is like the crypto version of a company. So uh-huh. you you just blow up a company and you have this DAO, and that's going to be the next Google and the next Facebook and these companies that you put in work, you get paid, and you do what you want. So 
You heard it here first. There was N- NFTs. There was Bitcoin DAOs. That's the next one. So Aaron, Aaron says he's going to be making trail building. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, an army. An army of them. Oh my. Um, that's that's too funny. Yeah, that that whole uh, NFT thing is really interesting. Those of you guys that don't know, it's like I don't know. How do you explain it? It's like basically a picture that's money. Yeah, so like it's like a, a currency. Yeah, you kind of have to say like it. it it's I'm tough. To so like make it like it's a way to cer- yeah. certify, like you know, money. A dollar bills are like they're serialized. They have yeah. Okay, that's a bad analogy. Yeah. So it's it's basically a good way to like put this is the real thing. This is the real yeah. Honus Wagner uh, baseball card that was in the you know right. the first tops thing where people are like. It's just the JPEG. But yeah, yeah, the Honus Wagner number one baseball card is just a piece of cardboard. Right. So right. what's the difference? So in the collectible space, the NFT thing is so interesting. It's endlessly fascinating with like collectibles, what we feel are collectible. If you go on Twitter now, yeah, there's all kinds of people with different avatars. They have the CryptoPunks avatars, and some people have these ape avatars, and those are like one of a kind they bought them when it was only 200 bucks now they're yeah. all worth fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars so there's yeah. this like there's this huge like tulip kind of fervor about everything and i've got totally wrapped up in it over the past couple I of days watched, I read too this, article this morning about some like 10 year old kid that made four hundred thousand dollars yeah. selling yes. nfts like yes like, what and really you know it's you find your community right like you if somebody sees what you're selling and you're like oh wow i really like this piece of art this is a neat little thing that somebody made i like it and then all of a sudden you get a community behind it that's like we all like it we all think the same way we all want to be a part of this so yeah yeah. it's it's all going to move it this way it's just like cell phones this is the first time you hear about a cell phone who would ever want it who would ever need it and then Oh, cell phones run our lives. Oh, NFTs are everything, and everything right, right. is tied to this because we all live in virtual reality. And that thing, that piece of artwork that I bought 20 years ago when NFTs first started, wow, Brian has that hanging up in his yeah, virtual right. dojo. Oh my God, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's virtual dojo. Yeah, <laughs> that's too funny. So uh, I'm gonna circle back to like when you started YouTube. You said earlier about you know joking around about quitting your job at 5,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's possible for somebody in the MTV space to do again now? Always, I always believe that there. If it's just like stand-up comedy, it's just like art, it's just like movies. It's it's entertainment. If you can entertain people, if you can make videos that people want to watch, you have a chance. Yeah. Obviously, there's this weird friction getting people to actually watch a video is really tough but you can always collab with other people you can always find your way my inbox is always open if you're starting a youtube channel right now but uh i 100 percent believe it's a complete meritocracy if you're making great stuff that people want to watch i'm starved for content constantly when i go to my youtube i'm like eh eh, okay a couple okay i'll save that to watch later okay there's a couple like me personally I don't watch any mountain bike stuff. I watch BCPOV and that's about it. And like, yeah. I'm starved for content. We're all starved right. for content. We are all watching this stuff when we're on the toilet, listening to podcasts constantly. Yeah, yeah. When you make something good that people can just be like, whoa, did you hear what Brian's doing? Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. 
exactly. it's not really like that. As you can see, the, vi the views on these videos have been terrible, but that's okay because I'm building towards something and you build the community and people are not seeing writing videos, so they're not as interested and all that stuff. But you my answer will... Is, or do you think it's the editing? You know, like the, the actual story... I, I yeah it's like it's clickbait right it's all that legit bait as they we uh -huh. like to call it now of like people will watch a video that's me vlogging if if you can actually get the trick them not trick them but you can actually make the cover of the book enticing enough to be like oh wow i'll go along on that ride versus yeah. you vlog over and over and over again and people are kind of expecting what you put out so you know i've spent five years putting out mostly writing videos i've done van stuff i've done workshop stuff i've done all kinds of random stuff but you know when you spend all that time when you look at a bkxc video you think it's going to be a writing video and then when it's not it's like eh, okay take it or leave it just like with seth's stuff it's like okay he's he's bought a 200 dollars bike and he's flipping it i i don't know i i'd rather have him like doing some crazy goofy thing yeah. you know there's different tastes and different things and there's 500,000 people that will watch a Seth video no matter what it is. There's right. 25,000 people that will watch a BKXC video no matter what it is. Uh -huh. Do you, uh, how do you, how do you think that, um, do, do you think that your, your subscribers are like willing to, to have you change your platform, you know? And yeah, you, yeah, yes and how no. How do you feel about that? I think I, you know, creating videos is such a weird personal thing and you're getting feedback and you want views and you do something and nothing happens that like, I just have to be happy with what I'm making. And yeah. I totally love all these videos. I love these types of videos. I love doing the projects. I'm totally happy with it. Some people aren't, some people are kind of over it already. And I've gotten messages uh -huh. on Patreon yeah, and yeah. stuff like, Hey, I'm bailing out and that's fine. It's totally fine. But like, I have to be sane first and foremost to yeah. build something. And eventually when we actually build this thing and people will come to actually visit and stay, it, it's yeah. super cool. But it's, there's all these, yeah, it's as a creator, it's just ridiculous. It's uh -huh. a complete head game. The whole thing is like, oh, they don't like me. Oh, they like me. Oh, they don't. Oh, I don't even know yeah. why they like this video, but they didn't like that video. And it never ends. So your, your mental health is always like the number one thing to fight really for. Yeah, it's really tough, you know, like, um, I mean, I'm not anywhere near your level of success, but uh, I can relate with you in, in the small wins and losses that I, I've had. And it, it's like, uh, emotionally, yeah, it's kind of hard to like, because you put a lot of your heart into things that you're creating. And some of them you think are going to do really well. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, and for sure. No. And then, you know. It's kind of like you look at those analytics and you're like, wah, wah, wah. yep, I could be digging a ditch right now and, and earn more and get more right. like, you know, stuff. Because that's the definition of burnout is you, you know, whether you're a nurse or a, a ditch digger is you put effort into something and you get a, the reward that you feel is equal to like the effort you put in. When you get the yeah. reward, whether it's a pat on the back, whether it's views on a video, whether yeah. it's the, the pay for working at the convenience store, when that's less than what you put in, you're like, huh? And then yeah. less and then less and then less, you're like, there's no reward in this for me. And luckily, there was always a reward and I'm at a place where I can experiment and maybe do something that people don't really like and there isn't a huge reward in it, but it's intrinsically rewarding. And then I get back to paying the bills because I need the videos yeah. to actually do good. Yeah. When you when you first started, you, you quit like around 5,000 subscribers. What, what number of subscribers, and I know this is kind of 
there's some other like variables that could make this you know make more sense but uh we can get into that in a minute but what number of subscribers is it where you feel like a person could like replace a job that they make like 50 grand a year or something out of it's it. tough because like the subscriber number as we know is like completely useless now like i have four hundred and forty-four thousand subscribers and my last right. video got twenty-five thousand views so you basically right. have to throw out subscriber numbers are completely pointless you feel like it doesn't but mean anything anymore. it doesn't mean one thing at all whatsoever it's all yeah. about how many views your videos get but you know yeah. i would say in theory and i'll still stick to this theory if I was doing everything I possibly could right with merch, with sponsors, with deals, I think anyone should be able to earn $1 per subscriber per year. Obviously, oh. I'm not making $1 per subscriber per yeah, year. Yeah, but like yeah. when I quit my job, it was like, okay, if I get to 75,000 subscribers, I bet I've got a good chance at making 50,000 bucks. 50,000 bucks a year. That was kind of, I I think that would work out, that math would work out that way. And if you're super optimized, like Seth, 2 million subscribers, I think if he was like just doing it every single, like ringing out, and it gets to be a little bit much when you're ringing out every single dollar, but like I think he could clear 2 million bucks a year. I I totally believe that. If I was like working harder and I had employees and all that stuff, I think I could get to that level. But it's like who cares at some point, right? But uh but it's I be like what you're comfortable with too. Like, Oh, totally. You know, and, like, and my life is so amazing with the, I can dictate my time. I can do this. I can do yeah. that. Like the freedom, all these things are amazing. But like, yeah, as a, as a rule of thumb, you just gotta make, you know, a million views a month. Maybe that's the new thing instead of uh, subscriber numbers or something like that. Cause oh, okay. I've consistently probably done 2.5 million views a month. And it's, it's funny how consistently it's been the same and it kind of goes up and it kind of goes down. And, you know, uh-huh. there's series where I did really good Czech Republic in the UK. Like those, every single one of those videos had tons of views and that kind of stuff. So the income kind of goes up. But it's it's an interesting wave of the analytics and all that stuff. But entertaining so, people, finding, yeah, finding yeah. a way to like, wow, I like this thing and this is really cool. What's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. It's tough to know, you know, because like different um – it's like you, you uh, base your success on these like analytics and it, yeah. and and they're so they could be so different. You know, it's a like, black box too. Yeah, like yeah. if anybody knew, here's the secret to YouTube, and yeah. then everybody would be doing it, and it would all work. And it's just it's such a bizarro game, fame. It's like such a we. It's a f- entertainment. It's like if you went to Hollywood today and you're like, I'm gonna make it. Yeah. No, you're going to be waiting tables at a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. How, uh, how is it dealing with, um, like the amount of people that come up and know who you are while you're out in public? Oh man, it's been a long time since the last time somebody came up and said, Hey Brian, I watch your videos. So (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I live a freaking great life when it comes to that, but it's, it's such a, you're flying under the radar. Oh, completely. It's like, it's ridiculous. So it's awesome. But like, you know, there's always awesome, great anecdotes. Uh, when Sarah and I were driving back from like Virginia, we were in one of those like Winnemucca, you know, highway eight highway 80 like side stops and we got on the the uh the freeway and there was somebody like a, a couple like waving at us and they're like we're following the 50 plate shred because i was doing that instagram oh, nice. thing where i was trying to get all the 50 plays and i was yeah, like oh yeah, yeah. that's so cool like it's there's all these little happy moments and stuff but yeah, yeah. it's always great there, there there's always some anecdotes like i remember 
I apologize if anyone was there who watched this, but I was with Seth at Rockville one time, and this gaggle of people came up. It was, you know, the guys that run 20 to a group, and they were like, oh, let me get a photo, let me get a photo. It's like, hey, we'll take one photo. There's just 20 right. guys right now. Like, this is just ridiculous. But that's about the worst it's ever been, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's it's always nice. Like, And it means something, right? Because I'm in this yeah. weird bubble where all I see is a number. I see the comments on YouTube and stuff, and it's awesome. It's all, But, like, I really focus on the Patreon comments because I can actually go back and forth. Yeah. But really, it's just this weird number. It's my income. It's my views. It's it's yeah. all weirdly tied together. And somehow I've been able to break away enough where it doesn't completely affect my self-worth every yeah. single day. Like, I don't even check my YouTube stuff. Like, when I hang out with other YouTubers, it's like, okay, how's the video doing right now today that I just released? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that video came out. So I'm... Uh, a little bit level of zen on that level which is really nice uh, it looks like uh sarah says <laughs> oh yes randomly got spotted in yes you, yes in the middle of uh, boston yes okay those are good spots i gotta remember the boston one. Oh yeah okay so Times square me and sarah were in new york because her sister got married we went it was in poughkeepsie but we stayed in manhattan because it was like oh let's do this and that was like actually what do you call it mid covid post first wave you know where stuff was open so we we're in times square and there's all this stuff happening and this uh, lady came up to me and she's like are you the guy from youtube because the husband wasn't like ballsy enough to come and say hey are you brian and so it was really <laughs> really neat like in all that sea of people i got to say hi and take a picture and everything and and then uh yeah we were in fan Fanel hall faniel hall in boston which is like the number one tourist destination in America, I think. How many people uh -huh. come come and go through there? And uh, Sarah was watching a like a, a street show. They've got all these crazy like street performer type things there. And I was maybe going to the bathroom or eating ice cream or sitting down because it was like a big crowd kind of thing. And uh, then I went over and joined her. And this guy came up and he's like, "Hey man, I saw Sarah." But he's like, "Everybody looks like somebody." But then when I saw you come up. I knew it was you, so I was like, that was really cool. We got to meet that guy, take a picture, and it's it's awesome. But yeah, there's no crowds, there's no mobs. It's yeah. it's a very I go into bike shops like nine out of ten times nobody recognizes me at the bike shop. So it's like I live a completely charmed life. You must have a good disguise, man. I'm a white guy too, if you just have glasses on, like maybe it's a tattoo that gives me away we have a yeah. me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're a you're you're an imposing figure you're like e even in a normal day-to-day -day, you would take a second look and be like whoa that guy's kind of striking like it's like a it's like you know it's like you have a presence so i'm just blending in with everybody yeah. else yeah i mean honestly it's mostly when i'm riding like auburn or rockville or something like that like and i think the the tattoo does give it away but nine times out of ten most people are saying that like they'll hear me laugh yes yes and then they'll be like oh i recognized you because me too and i think if i'm riding with sarah it's like okay there's a chick and then there's this guy and then okay yeah. it's an ibis he's got the white helmet oh yeah, there's the, yeah. like it, it it takes a little while to like actually lock yeah. in in, in real life but sometimes but it, it's it's weird though you know it's like like the other day i was on the american river trail riding road bike and uh this guy that i've chatted with on instagram for like probably the last three years you know like came up and he's like dude i saw you i finally get to be you. yeah like, oh, that's cool weird. but it's like for me that's like only here in my backyard like if i go to anywhere other than yeah. sacramento like nobody knows yeah <laughs> man it's so funny too because like 
I'll be like, I remember distinctly in Moab where it's like, I got to take a dump. I'm going to this McDonald's just to take a dump. I do. This is not the time for like the mob of people to come. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, it's like, I, need yeah, to, yeah. I just want to get in and do my business and leave yeah. and not have the fanfare. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. I, I would imagine like Seth, especially living in a small town too. He's probably, uh, probably runs into that a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think he's pretty insulated. I think it's tough. Like, I think he doesn't want to go out, especially with COVID and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's built himself, a, you know, a castle on the hill where it's like, okay, we'll get the groceries delivered. And <laughs> it's it's an isolating life. But he has, like, you know, guys that come up and film with him all the time yeah, and that yeah. kind of So he has enough actual good yeah. uh, interactions and stuff. But, oh, yeah, it's definitely a thing if you go out with Seth in, in the real world. And, like, it, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I know when you see him at um, like like Sea Otter, which is yeah, up, yeah, like it's just um, there's a line, a line yeah. of people to like take a picture with him, and it's like there's not a line of people to talk to anybody <laughs> else in that event, and that event yeah. is huge, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's just, totally, uh, it's kind of crazy to see in person, but anyways, um, do you think that uh, y- you see any kind of of like different ventures that you would like to try to like? kind of try out on the channel i remember a while ago you did this thing where you hired a filmer and you guys you had a, a name for it it was like a wheels down yeah 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 so do, do you, is that like a failure at this point or is it like you know it's not a failure but it's like if you're trying to do a tv show it's like you better have money because that was yeah. like a two-man thing and he was like okay next time we need a sound guy we need this we need that and it's like this video got 60,000 views. That's really great. I'm not knocking it, but yeah. I could go out tomorrow and get 60,000 views on a, on a writing video like yeah. that versus like, but if you build it and you stick to it and you believe yeah. in it and this is what you want to do, of course, it'll it'll come through. But like, I love the live streaming stuff and the live streaming stuff's only getting better. So I'm kind of like, at one point when I was in Arkansas, I was like, I'm going to spend like $4,000 on all this live streaming equipment to have like better because I rode with Terry Berenson. He uh, uh-huh. he did a live stream in Arkansas and he does all this cool stuff in New York City, Terry B. And uh, he has this awesome setup where it actually looks good. It actually sounds good. It's like the real deal. He has like two cell phone data plans like that he has uh-huh. to pay for that like come together to actually make the stream 1080p. So I want to get into that, but that's one of those things where it's like, you buy the Nintendo today and the Super Nintendo comes out tomorrow. So it's like, yeah, I kind of, yeah. I want to hold up, but I love the idea of live streaming rides and like doing a little tour of a city and like kind of doing maybe or more urban where me and Sarah buy dumplings at one place. And then we go over here and we do this. Yeah. And I, there's yeah, I was watching that, um, tons that, of ideas. Uh, that Anthony Bourdain documentary. That yeah. I haven't now. seen that yet. Yeah. It was really good. Honestly, it was. And, um, but it reminded me of like, you and I had a conversation, I think in Downeyville one year and I was telling you like, man, you like, you could make that, like show that culture of all these places that you're going. Like, I really thought that that would, would hit, but you know, people are funny, you know, yeah. it's like really hard to tell. Like Definitely. Like, like the, the two microphone thing now on my rides where I can talk and like interview someone that I'm riding with. Yeah. The first one I did was uh, Woody Woodruff from Progressive Trail Design. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. There's so many good tidbits about mountain bike history, about Arkansas. Yeah. And it's like that video was like, 
And so much with videos is thumbnail and title. We all know that. But like you would think it's like somebody would be like, whoa, this is cool and share it outside of the our little YouTube bubble and be like, whoa. And maybe they did. Who knows? I don't know. But it's like it's so funny of like what we just need to fill a tub with a thousand jelly beans and put a bike in it. Oh, wow. There we go. We've got our million view video. Yeah. If we throw, if we go out and buy my brand, uh, buy a brand new $10,000 bike, drive to Auburn and throw it off the bridge, (laughs) get good coverage, get a lot of good uh, zoom lenses and stuff. Because there's like channels that all they do is drop bowling balls off a high thing. Yeah, exactly. It's always fascinating. Yeah, it's like, hey, he dropped it off a building. He dropped it off a bridge. He dropped it off a bridge into a trampoline. He dropped it off a bridge into a car. It's totally. like, how is this guy making a million dollars a year dropping bowling balls? And I'm like, over here fighting for, for a couple thousand views, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I need to throw my bike off a bridge. But so. back to that topic of like, there are better ways. There's definitely more that I could put into the culture, to the food. There's always more. There's always more that I could do. And it's just like that comfort zone of, okay, let's pull out the iPhone when we're in this yeah. restaurant and all that stuff that's like, ah, I'm still a normal person. And I'm not, yeah, my, yeah. my ego isn't out of uh, whack so much that I feel like I could just film in this grocery store. Because the travel vloggers, I mean, they're doing that basically. They're oh, definitely. They're there, right? They're yep. just like going there and talking about the food and whatever and their channels are that's why i thought maybe you could get like a like some crossover or something you oh know? totally and then it's like people love it but then you see the negative comments yeah, yeah if i wanted the the food stuff i get it somewhere else i want to see right. ride and it's like yeah oh, one of those comments to a thousand positives always lives in your mind yeah yeah it's tough you know it definitely is like um it's like uh like if uh when seth was doing like rc cars and all of a sudden it yeah. was like everybody's like all upset and it's like dude the guy can barely walk right now like why can you like, he's into it he loves it yeah but it's like people are all pissed off that he's not doing writing videos or something and it's like i don't understand what you expect right now <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah 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 it's definitely definitely interesting um so when 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 do you think you're going to open up the property to, to some of your patrons it's a it's a big if but we we would hope to get one kind of beta site you know beta Uh campsite done within the next couple months would be Uh awesome because we have all the tools to do it but we'll get there it'll it'll be in the videos you will know as as soon Uh, as anybody else but like it's it's gonna be a while but i've got enough contacts and hopefully we'll be able to do maybe some patreon work days as well get people out clearing brush and stuff oh that'd be cool but it's so dangerous it's so hot it's so like we don't have running water there's so much where it's like i'm gonna invite these people out here to get heat stroke and cut their leg off it's like that doesn't really appeal to me as much as uh just doing it ourselves and cutting our own legs off I would imagine there's probably some kind of uh, insurance too that you need to like figure yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Or... And right now it's like we've got kind of general umbrella stuff, which would cover it. But it's like even if the insurance, even if somebody sued, it's like it's just always going to be a worry. And it's like yeah, yeah, you're totally. inviting people into your home basically, even though it's this right. ruthless piece of land. And people would love it too. But there's a there's a, always a balance of how many strangers we really want out there versus our inner circle and all that. It's it, we're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to get up there. You're part of the inner circle. You are welcome to come up. Yeah, I am. I, I like. I made it up there just to kind of see the place, and uh, when we we're up there riding, and uh, and I, I have every intention to get up there. My summer has been. 
I don't know, understand how I'm so busy, <laughs> but like not busy, but you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes where you're like, how is it that like every weekend something is happening that like I can't get to the things that I want to do? Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's the amazing, yeah, that's the thing with me and Aaron, like we're kind of full time and like, hey, on a Monday, on a Tuesday, we can do whatever we want versus yeah. all the, you know, normal people. It's like, I got family, I got work. And Joe, Calirado kid, he's been awesome. He's been up there several times and people make the choices they make and they have the life they want because of making I those choices. That's a robot. <laughs> that, that mustache gives it away. Yeah, I'm serious. I think he is because the amount of editing that he gets done and like he's up there building and he has a family dude and, it's like, like when you think about it okay you watch that anthony bourdain thing i've watched right. rick and morty like how many hours have we just spent <laughs> kicking back on the couch that's a hundred percent what it is or looking at her phone while we're taking a dump like it's right. the, the 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 sit back and relax is so yeah. it's the best i love i do it every day i'm like right. okay i've worked at six o'clock i've worked enough today i'm gonna sit back but it's like yeah from six to 10 you could be learning a whole new thing you could be doing right. a whole like we all have the time it's all the choices we make yeah that's that's definitely the truth there <laughs> aaron says there's no mountain lion insurance no either, not so. yet better watch out the ghost walker is a, among us Man, you guys got some big animals up there like got them all basically the the thing that we got to see is the wolf pack so there's a, a, a wolf pack there's a couple wolf packs in california that they know of there's only two or three and one of them is called oh, wow. the beck the beckworth pack and beckworth peak is only like five miles as the crow flies from our property so at some point those that wolf pack might come through our property i mean we've had mountain yeah. lion bobcat bears of all shapes and sizes They've got nope. some pretty big ones up nope. there. Yeah, no coyotes yet, but like we've we've had it all captured on the game cameras, which are the friggin' best. Like, I, there's nothing more that I love about that property than checking those game cameras and seeing yeah. what was uh, going on during the night, five feet from your friggin' tent. And uh, yeah, so we've we've been so lucky with that, or unlucky, however you might want to think yeah, it. Yeah. Because if you go out in the middle of the night to take a leak and you don't have your headlamp, it is completely terrifying. Oh, I can imagine, especially after you've watched all the animals walking around. Walk by on that road right there, right. yeah. Right, so, yeah, I can imagine just from, like, the night riding that I've done. <laughs> like, you hear a, a mouse in the woods and you think it's a Yeti, you know, so, like. Yeah, yeah, like Joe says, uh, he's sleeping in a tent. We're, like, encased in uh, vehicles, so it's all good. Yeah, right. Definitely, um, yeah, I was thinking about that myself as well. I was like, if I come up there be sleeping in a tent like how is that going to stop mr bear from like coming over and just yeah wow. it, it, you, you get the bear spray but i think all of us like yeah i'm gonna have to go through my little uh, gun safety course and get all get all going with that just so yeah. you feel like you would have a chance you know if you're packing a little heat versus yeah. the bear spray would work too but uh i think all yeah. of us are gonna be armed and dangerous yeah. yeah i would imagine i can just picture that scene from that uh DiCaprio movie where that bear oh, the, the grizzly ground. man <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah. funny because one of those uh, I don't know if it's happened in the video yet or not because I kind of save all the animal compilations but one of the bears is just so ridiculously big me and Joe were going back and forth he was like that has to be a grizzly it just it has to be it's got the color it's got the this and then we're like analyzing the shape of the hump on its back and the way wow. it's no it's like it's not grizzlies have been extirpated as they call it it's not extinct yeah. but when something's been killed off but uh, eventually when that bear gets in the video it's like this is the biggest damn thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I want to say I've seen it, but there's a couple know. different bears, but yeah, I, I call I'm them not like sure if I've seen it like in person yeah. or yeah, been, uh, yeah, and I don't even know if I've edited it yet, so it's uh, okay. it's all to come. I know there was one that I saw in one something that I was like, holy shit, that thing is huge. Yeah, but uh, but nonetheless, yeah, maybe Instagram. I posted one on in, maybe Instagram stories or something that was one of the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so man, holy cow! Two hours that, that went, went like that. Super quick. It's been a, a a good time chatting with you, man. I definitely am looking forward to getting up to the property here. In yeah, the next few weeks probably, and uh, being able to help you guys out, and hopefully, the fire doesn't um, start pushing its way that direction. Yeah. And it would be nice if we could get the rest of them to go out, so we could maybe get yeah. a little riding in Tahoe before the pray for rain. Yeah, right. Rain, but no snow. That's please. all we would want. Like, it's crazy. You Like, you know, I, when I visit Asheville, it's like rains every day. Like, it's just crazy that we've got the best of everything except for rain. Yeah. Yeah. I always joke around that, like, every place couldn't have everything, right? Yep. Yep. Like, and we're only missing, like, one no thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, – that's definitely the case around here. So it's weird, too, because it's, like, the East Coast and, like, even, like, Arizona, I think has had like record rainfall this year oh yeah and us and on the other hand is it like, comes and goes just like you know when they show those pictures of the uh lake lake shasta where it's like oh there's nothing and then the next year it's full and right yeah yeah definitely the definitely the case there so i'm anyway, gonna pee my pants if i don't go yeah 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 i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up then man i really appreciate everything that that you've uh chatted with me about it's been a good time everybody out there if you guys have have the opportunity to swing by manscape.com go ahead and grab yourself a new razor over there get 20 percent off with the biker code so b1ker you get 20 percent off free shipping check that out if you guys have if you want something for free instead go to instagram do that thing hit the button over there if you enjoyed this hit the hit the subscribe button the thumbs up if you're listening on podcast and you enjoyed it Write a review, man. I just went swung by the uh, Apple reviews there just the other day, and what do you know? There was a bunch of new ones there. It was fun to read them. Thanks for thanks to you guys that, that went ahead and, and did that. And then um, for the rest of you guys, I want you to remember one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker, so get out and be one. <laughs>